The Blaze Radio Network. On demand. Pat Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. Triple Eight. 933.93. Also Pat Unleashed on Twitter. As always, there's a lot going on. Of course, president continually under fire. Um, Sarah Sanders being asked to do things that are virtually impossible from the podium yesterday, which I, I love. Uh, one of the questions during the White House uh, press conference yesterday was um, whether or not she could guarantee that the president. Well, here it is. Here's here's what happened yesterday. Sarah, have you asked the president if he's ever used the N-word? The president uh, addressed that question directly via Twitter. I'd refer you back to him. I can certainly say I've never heard him use uh, that term or anything similar. Have you asked him directly, Sarah? The president, I didn't have to because he addressed it to the American people all at one time. Why haven't you asked him directly? Uh, Again, the president answered that question directly uh, on Twitter earlier today. Can you stand at the podium and guarantee the American people they'll never hear Donald Trump utter the N-word on a recording in any context? Uh Excuse me, I'm going to shut down the news conference because that was one of the dumbest questions ever asked in the history of humanity. So, everybody, good night. See you tomorrow. Can I guarantee? No, I'm not him. I don't know. We haven't heard the tape. How could I, how could you possibly guarantee that can't be heard? Come on. I can't guarantee uh, anything, but I can tell you that the president addressed this question directly. I can tell you that I've never heard it. Uh, I can also tell you that if myself or the people that are in this building serving this country every single day, doing our very best to help people uh, all across this country and make it better, if at any point we felt uh, that the president was who some of his critics claim him to be, we certainly wouldn't be here. This is a president president who uh, is fighting for all Americans, who is putting policies in place that help all Americans, particularly African-Americans. Just look at the economy alone. This president, since he took office in the year and a half that he's been here, has Uh created 700,000 new jobs Mm -hmm. for African-Americans. That's 700,000 African-Americans that are working Mm -hmm. now that weren't working when this president took place. When President Obama left after eight years in office, eight years in office, he had only created 800 or 195,000 jobs for African Americans. President mm. Trump in his first year and a half exactly, has already but... tripled what <laughs> President Obama did in eight years. Okay, unfortunately, she should have stopped while she was ahead because that stuff wasn't true. But still, can I guarantee? What a butt stupid question. I mean, no, I, I can't guarantee. Can you, did anybody ever ask Obama, uh, hey, uh, can you, Josh Ernest, can you guarantee that if I like my doctor, I can keep my doctor? Can you guarantee if I like my plan, I can keep my plan? Can you guarantee that my family and I are going to save $2,500 a year every year on this new bill? Can you guarantee that all bills will be debated on TV before, before being signed by the president? Can you guarantee he will not hire any lobbyists in his administration? You could go on and on and on. 
with the lies of the Obama administration. They never challenged on any of it. Can she guarantee? Okay. I mean, it's, it's ludicrous what they're going through right now. And again, here we are, once again, defending uh, President Trump, which I, I, I'm not really predisposed to necessarily even do. Right. But they're so ridiculous. By the way, last night, uh, big election in Vermont. Oh. Historic election in Vermont. Uh, I think we have, we have this was uh, the candidate that won. She, she won the Democrat primary, and uh, she was having an interview shortly uh, before. I think we do have this, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so she, she w- this was a few days ago, so it was before the election. And uh, here's, a, here's a look at the candidate who won the Democrat nomination. Last the biggest night. issues facing Vermont are really <clears throat> the big issues that are facing rural America. Where most of Vermont is rural. Mm-hmm. So what we're seeing is flights to the city, an aging demographic, and increasing rates of poverty. So if you look at my platform, it's about economic development. It's about uh, moving to improve me- moving to improve Medicare for all system for health care. It's accelerating work we're doing on climate change and ensuring every child receives a quality public education. Do you feel the weight of history campaigning? Let's put it this way. Okay. This isn't the hardest thing I've ever done. You know, right. you know that okay. after, when mm-hmm. you struggle Humble. your whole life mm-hmm. with this, mm-hmm. you know, I struggle my whole life with gender issues. And I transitioned on December second, two thousand fifteen. Hmm. My goal was to was to be honest with my children. I was sure I was going to lose my job, and I was going to lose everything I worked for. But the truth was more important for my children because they didn't really know. I have three wonderful children. They didn't really know who I was, and I didn't want to go to the grave without telling them the truth. Mm-hmm. Well, Vermont welcomed me with open arms. The fact that I'm sitting here today mm-hmm. with clearly, you know, clearly the front runner in the Democratic Party is pretty amazing. Right? I'm honored. I don't feel weight on it because mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. once you transition and you become your authentic self, mm-hmm. everything looks pretty, I'll just say, pretty easy. Uh, you've sure. not been a lifelong Democrat. You voted for the Republican incumbent in 2016. Would it be a misconception for people uh, to associate being transgender with having a progressive worldview? Let me just tell you something that labels tell, are used to divide something. people. Yeah. So I don't, you know, mm-hmm. if you look at my platform, it's pretty darn progressive, but I would never call myself anything, you know. So there's there's oh. these labels that we use. I've been called everything. Mm-hmm. I've been called Republican. This. I voted for a Republican governor. That doesn't mean I'm a Republican. If you won, would you feel a duty to act as a national or even global voice on transgender issues? Well, let me tell you what Mara Kiesling told me almost four years ago now. She's the head of the National Center for Transgender Equality. When I was preparing to transition, I said, what's the best thing I can do for the LGBT community? And she said, be successful. So Mm. I will be successful as governor. All righty. And again, you have to say, she's absolutely beautiful. I mean, seriously. Absolutely beautiful. um, You know. You have to say it. Chris Cruz true, is in the other room. True. I wonder how. Um, Absolutely, he's probably, he's probably trying to get a date to, with her right now. He's probably, to his probably trying to get a date with her right interests. now. Mm-hmm. Absolutely beautiful. Gorgeous, one of the right? most one of the most beautiful women I've ever a seen. Special treat for the Blaze TV audience. Absolutely beautiful. Um, uh, <laughs> uh, so um, she is now the uh, nominee yeah. for the Democrats. 
in you Vermont. You have to celebrate it. You have to you celebrate have to it. You be proud of her. You have to celebrate it with a cake, a celebratory transgendered cake. What's a cel- which would be Wait, what's a transgender cake? It's a it's a cake okay. that's pink on the inside mm-hmm. and blue on the outside. Mm. I think that's the official transgender cake. Uh, because I want a slice of that. Yeah, uh, cake. Mm-hmm. Sure. You know, I knew what you were talking about. I knew you were talking I just about the cake. To be clear. Yeah, no, I knew it. We were talking about a cake. What cake. else would you be talking about? Mm-hmm. So the only reason I know about the cake is because uh, remember the Colorado baker who was targeted uh, because he he wouldn't bake a cake for a gay wedding. Now the Supreme Court kind of backed him up on that, right? Sort of told the Colorado Civil Rights Commission to get off his back. Well, they're on his back again. And it's Masterpiece Cake Shop owner Jack Phillips. This time, they're going after him because he refused to bake a cake celebrating transgenderism. The Colorado Civil Rights Commission uh, decided to go after him a second time because of his First Amendment obligation of religious neutrality under the Free Exercise Clause when it punished Phillips for not baking a cake for same-sex wedding. Uh, that's what they went after him for last time. Now, on uh, June 26th, 2017, so like a little over a year ago, the exact same day the Supreme Court agreed to hear Phillips' case, a lawyer called Masterpiece uh, Cake Shop asking for a birthday cake. The lawyer requested the cake be pink on the inside and blue on the outside, explaining it'd be used to celebrate the seventh anniversary of her gender transition. Now, you don't suppose he was targeted with this, do you? No. You don't suppose they said, hey, all right, we didn't get him on the on the gay couple because of some religious nonsense. All right, have him make a transgendered uh, cake, celebrating transgenderism. Well, he declined to do it. He said, no, I'm not going to make that cake. Explained it couldn't in good conscience bake a cake celebrating a transgender message. The shop offered to bake other cakes. Or sell the lawyer a pre-designed cake. Okay, so this isn't about we won't serve you. It's that I have this religious sensibility and I don't, I am not going to do that. You can't make me violate my principles. You can't. Well, we're, we're about to find out if you can or can't in this country. He did decline to bake it. Um, and we can, we can debate whether or not you should. I don't know. Is there a problem religiously with baking a cake for somebody because they're celebrating their transgenderism? I don't know. I, I, I don't quite get the tie in there, but he, apparently he does. And so I'm not going to force him to do it. But you know that they were trying to get him. You know that this is a setup. The lawyer, Autumn Scardina, with the Colorado Civil Rights Commission, alleged uh, Phillips discriminated against her because she's transgender. So, yeah, she's with the Colorado Civil Rights Commission. Good gosh. Can we just leave each other alone? No. Like, why no. must we always I don't know. be itching I don't... for a fight? I don't know. We, I th- <sighs> Nearly a year later, so this June 28th, uh, 24 days after the Supreme Court ruled in his favor on the first uh, cake that he didn't make for the gay couple. The commission moved against Phillips again, claiming it found probable cause he violated the state's anti-discrimination law. 
Masterpiece declined to bake the cake to discriminate against Gardena, uh, not because promoting transgenderism would violate Phillips's religious beliefs. That's what the commission determined. Uh, late Tuesday night, the Alliance for Defending Freedom, which represented Phillips since the cake uh, debacle began six years ago, claimed the commission is once again violating Phillips's First Amendment rights of free speech and freedom of religion, in addition to his 14th Amendment rights under the Equal Protection and Due Process Clause. The suit alleges the commission, and specifically Director Aubrey Ellenis, is targeting him unfairly because of his Christian worldview. I think that's pretty clear they are. Colorado's current practice is to treat Phillips worse than others because it despises his religious beliefs and how he practices his faith. Man, they just, they can't leave this guy alone. It's, this is really despicable stuff. And uh, we'll get into it a little bit deeper. 888-900-3393. Several years ago, uh, Glenn and Tanya had a bad experience with their realtor because, well, not because the realtor was a bad person. They just didn't sell the house. And so it took a long time and they had to decrease the price a bunch of times. And it, it was a mess. So they looked into, how do you find somebody that would really do a good job for you? And the things that jumped out to them in their research were that really good realtors do it full time. They don't just dabble in it. They know about things like curb appeal. They don't just show up and say, okay, we're going to sell your house as is because that's easy. And you really don't sell the house that way because you, you've got to be concerned with the landscaping and the trim and what the paint job looks like. What are the windows? What kind of shape are they in? Um, and then is it professionally staged? Do you have great pictures of the house that you can put up online? Because that's what's going to interest people to come to your house and see it in person. When do you list? that? You know, the school uh, schedules are really important. Whether or not it's a holiday season, really important. Summertime as opposed to fall or spring. These are all really important. And real, good realtors know these things. Plus, these realtors are all fans of the show, so you have that in common right away. <clears throat> Realestateagentsitrust.com. Go there now, and we'll introduce you to the best agent in your town. Realestateagentsitrust.com. Pat Gray, only on the Blaze Radio Network. Gray is here. 888-933-93. British transgender activists mm. have claimed the main lobster as their emoji. So now transgenders uh, in Britain have their own emoji. That's, that's great. That the, the decision was a brainchild of the group Lobsters Against Transphobia, which petitioned Unicode... For a pink and blue flag emoji. Time out, time out. I'm sorry to interrupt you, Pat, but what was the name of the group again? Um, Lobsters Against Transphobia. Okay. 2018. You had a problem with that? Yeah, no, we're good. For now, the group uh, told allies to use the lobster as a stand-in emoji. I guess while they, <laughs> while they make the pink and blue flag emoji. 
doesn't seem like that would be all that tough to make a pink and blue flag emoji. Um, well, let's see the uh, let's see the why a lobster because it can be uh, genandomorph, sure, or display both male and female characteristics. Mm-hmm. There it is, and that's that's, that's sure. why that's so, why a a lobster. Obviously. So if you get a lobster in a text or a tweet, mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. what they're saying. Apparently, uh, so that's great. It's more than great. It's a long time coming. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. I respect the frustration and creativity that has come together for uh, hashtag claws out for trans. I can't take it. Successful social movements often have these elements. I, I'm completely in support of their health, safety, and enjoyment of life, made better through visible representation of their existence. <laughs> okay, good. There, so there you go. Uh, that's exciting. That's exciting. The, the main lobster. A symbol for transgenderism for some reason. Of course. I mean, what else would it be? Well, I don't know. I mean, not a blue and pink um, flag. Because how could you ever make one of those in, you know, I don't know, a decent amount of time? That's going to take years to develop. And, so, I mean, isn't that the ma- just a matter of doing, you could do that in five minutes, right? Couldn't you I mean, throw together an emoji in five minutes? How long does it take? I am... Uh, I think the lobster is going to go the way of the rainbow now. You'll start seeing the mm. lobster. You're like, oh, you know what that means? He wants lobster tonight. Wait, what? No, I'm hung- I want- No, that's what I wanted to have for dinner. This is amazing how much we hear about transgenderism now. I mean, it's up until a couple of years ago, it was not even really discussed. Sure, I guess there were a few people who made that choice, chose to become transgendered, but... It wasn't everywhere, and it wasn't something we were always talking about. And have we talked to this lobsters to see how they feel about this? Like maybe know. they don't want their um, lobster culture appropriated mm. into this. Yeah, I mean, they—I don't know. Maybe they're fine. Maybe, maybe. they're good. You know, they—they're probably really open-minded. <sighs> but I mean, it's—it's it's gotten so bad that. You go after a baker in Colorado because he didn't want to make a transgendered cele- a transgender celebration cake. He's Christian. He believes that somehow uh, violates his religious sensibilities. All right, so leave him alone. So what? People go had, make your cake somewhere else. People have had flimsier justifications. They have when it's come <clears throat> to my religious view or whatever. And the thing is, uh, he said, yeah, I'll serve you. I mean, I'll sell stuff to you. So clearly that's not discriminating against the transgendered person. You're telling them, look, I'll, <clears throat> I'll send you something I've already baked. Or, you, you know, you can, you can buy something else. But I'm not going to make one specifically that celebrates tra- transgenderism. And they knew he'd feel that way. Mm-hmm. And they specifically went out and tried to get him. This is despicable. <clears throat> it's un-American. I mean, what is this, the Soviet Union now? Yes. In many cases... It feels that way. Mm -hmm. It feels that way if you're a Christian. Christians, who, by the way, are the majority in this country. Everybody Mm -hmm. talks about this being a democracy. It isn't. But if it were, uh, we could put an end to this crap. (laughs) Jeez. That's how you know this is not a democracy. 
the fact that we have not ended this absolute insanity of minority rule, of minorities bullying the majority all the time. Stop it. Or it's going to turn into a democracy and you're going to be sorry about that. It's not going to work out well. I don't know why you keep pushing and pushing and poking and poking and getting into the face of everybody who just wants to be left alone, live their lives, run their business. He's fine selling to gays. He's fine selling to transgender. He just doesn't want to do specific celebratory things in the name of homosexuality or transgenderism. Hashtag claws out for trans. And the reason that they're so pissed off at him is because he still has that sensibility. He still believes it's wrong and he's not going to participate in it. And they can't have that. Nobody can believe that anymore. You can't believe in certain biblical principles. Or you're a bigot, you're a hater, and you've got to be eliminated from society. Sorry. And if you won't conform, then we're going to take away your business. You could just be a homeless person. How'd that be? So he's countersuing to end the commissions, the uh, Colorado Civil Rights Commission's unconstitutional bullying. That's great. I mean, this guy at least is fighting for himself. A lot of people would just roll over and play dead by now. Uh, His lawyer said, It is now clear that Colorado will not rest until Phillips either closes Masterpiece Cake Shop or agrees to violate his religious beliefs. And seriously, those are the two wins they're looking for. And I think they'd take either one of them. The state's continuing efforts to target Phillips do not just violate the Constitution. They cross the line into bad faith. This court should put a stop to Colorado's unconstitutional bullying. The state is doubling down on its hostility against my beliefs, Phillips said. Even though that's what the Supreme Court said they couldn't do. It seems I'm the only person in the state of Colorado who can't live out my beliefs. You just got to feel for this. We should try to get him on the air. I serve all customers. I simply decline to create custom cakes that express messages or celebrate events in violation of my deeply held beliefs. Now, they know that, and that's exactly why they keep asking him to do this. And I think it's unbelievable that the Colorado Civil Rights Commission openly sent one of their lawyers to this guy to try to get a transgender cake made. That's despicable. Yeah, and I'm so sick of and I can't even call it hypocrisy. It's outright <clears throat> lies. I'm tired of hearing from the left that be yourself, be who you want to be, express yourself how you want to. But mm-hmm. so help me, if you deviate from that straight line that they have charted this course on and you actually become an individual and express yourself and end your art in this case the way you want to, if you dare be an individual on any level whatsoever, Oh my gosh, here comes the gay Gestapo or the transgender Gestapo, and it's over, man. I mean, you are out of luck. So yeah, we'll mm-hmm. reach out to him. We'll see what he has to say. But my gosh, can we just leave each other alone? No, we got to go and we got to pick scabs. We got to fight. We got to try to get everybody angry at each other where there's no conflict. Nobody needed this cake. Nobody wanted this cake. They just wanted to make another American's life miserable. That, that was the only goal this entire time.
Has anybody ever heard of a transgender celebratory cake before? <laughs> Is there such a thing? I swear. I mean, they freaking made it up. They made up a non-existent, a non-existent uh, event and then wanted a cake for it and just so they could trap this guy. How does that, how is it possible that, that there could be any doubt that that's wrong? 888 Wow. Man, oh man. Talking about, talk about losing the America that we've always known and loved. Whew. You mean lost? Yep. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. More Pat Grand Leash coming up. Pat Gray, the Blaze Radio Network. Gray returns on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome. 888-900-3393. And at Pat Unleashed on Twitter. Um, we got a nice uh, montage of just brilliant things that have come out of the mouth of Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Just a whole bunch of stuff that, you know, she has no knowledge of. <laughs> She's making up completely out of whole cloth, uh, but uh, it, it she looks good saying it. So um, I thought we'd share it with you. Here's Alexandria now. Hello, everybody. I'm so excited to be hopping on here, uh, Senator Sanders' account, and we're here in Kansas City to rally for Brent Welder. We're going to flip this seat red in November. She is, Oops. She is the leader of... of <laughs> no, no, she, I mean... Um, um, speaker, or rather, Leader Pelosi. Hopefully, um, you know we'll see. She's uh, she's the, the current leader of the party, and I think that the party absolutely does have its leadership in the House. We have our leadership in in the Senate as well. You use the term yeah, the yeah, occupation of Palestine. So, uh, mm. What did oh. you mean by that? Oh, um, oh, uh, uh, oh. I think mm. it, what I meant is like the the settlements that are increasing in, in some of these areas. Do you think you can expand on that? Yeah, I mean, I think I'd also just. I, I am not the expert on geopolitics on this issue. One of the big, yeah, biggest problems that we have is 200 million Americans make mm-hmm. less than $20,000 a year. That's no. 40% of this country. We look at these figures and we say, oh, unemployment is low. Everything is fine, right? Well, unemployment is low because everyone has two jobs. Raising no. the, living, uh, the minimum wage to a living wage will expand our economy. It will create wealth in mm. our economy. I think no. that politically, this like upper middle class is probably more moderate. Mm-hmm. Um, but that upper middle class doesn't exist anymore in America. Many, many, many members of our military need to go through years of training in order to have access to these weapons. And yep. the idea that a 17-year-old can walk into a shop and, and get one, I think, is completely unacceptable. And what we're also not talking about is why aren't we incorporating the cost of all the funeral expenses of those who die because they can't afford access to health care? That is what? part of the cost of our system. As Warren Buffett likes to say, if he paid as much as his secretary paid, 15%, if he paid a 15% tax rate, 
if uh, corporations paid, uh-huh. uh, if we if we reversed yeah. the, the tax bill, but when right. raised our, our corporate tax rate to 28%, which is not even as high as it was before. Right. Um, if we if we do those two things and also close some of those loopholes, that's $2 trillion right there. Our immigration system is built on a premise of exclusion. It's built on a premise of choosing who we want out instead of who we want in. It's extrajudicial nature is baked in to the structure of the agency, and that is why they're able to get away with black uh, you know, with black sites at our border. That is like also sometimes frustrating to me is that this isn't just an idea. I don't have an opinion. This is backed by data. Yeah, except no. Um, everything, everything she said there is wrong. <laughs> it's made up. It's a lie. Can you imagine if 200 million Americans made less than $20,000 a year? Well, I'm trying to figure out what 200 what million hell? Americans are 40% of our population. Because <laughs> that ain't right either. She got an 0 for 2 on that that's, one. That's right. What in the world? Right. What are we, 500 million people now? Well, and that was just the workforce. So we're, Plus, ooh, I love this. If, if, if Warren Buffett... Yeah. Paid 15% in taxation. Wait a minute. Stop right there, Pumpkin. Right there. <laughs> hey, Puddin, do you know what the top rate is in this country? <laughs> it, it's 40%, Pumpkin. 40% plus, you know, whatever you pay in state taxes, local taxes, uh, the FICA tax on top of that. Plus the uh, the healthcare tax, it it actually is closer to forty three percent for the upper income bracket, and then you know then you add on all the other taxes. If you live in New York, it's fifty two, fifty three, fifty four percent, fifteen percent. Oh my gosh! Please, please make the rate fifteen percent for the wealthiest people in the in this country. Please. Oh my gosh! First of all, that would create. An incredible amount of jobs. It would it would also free up an incredible amount of money to be uh, to to be reinjected into the economy. <laughs> she doesn't even think wealthy people pay fifteen percent. Wow, she is seriously. I hadn't seen that um, montage before. She's dumber than I thought, <laughs> and I thought she was pretty dumb. Uh-huh. Wow. But again, you're, she's twenty eight years old. She doesn't know what she's talking about. She just doesn't know what she's talking about. She's a millennial. She's been probably coddled her entire life. You know, how about that 40-minute drive, though, from mm. that didn't exist yeah, but if from where she lived to where she went to school? If, if, she, if it had. If it had, yeah, the that would have shaped, would have been that would have defined her life. I mean, rush hour, you know? She would have seen, think of the things she would have seen mm. driving from the Bronx uh, to the heights. I I don't know. It would have, gosh, it would have been something. Yeah. But she didn't because they moved. <laughs> so, and I love how she keeps t- saying that they're going to turn these things red. She actually did that <laughs> at the guy's, uh, at the guy's rally too. She did it in this little Facebook post or whatever, or the, whatever that was. And she did it at the rally. You know what she's doing? Mm-hmm. She's conflating turning it red with turning it communist. There you go. Turning it socialist. Yep. That's what she's doing. Totally. <laughs> and that that's I really believe that's what she that's what she means. 
Wow, that's really something. Yeah, I think uh, I think she was uh, introducing or she was giving a speech before one candidate over the weekend, and she gave a speech and then left the stage without even mentioning the candidate's <clears> name, <throat> and then had to go back up there and be like, "Yeah, and so get out there and vote with." Bob, Bob McBobface, yeah, Bob, Bob is great. He is. I just forgot to and say that. We're gonna we're gonna turn this state red. Yeah, wait. yeah, yeah. Let's go, commies, America. <laughs> I don't. It's it's embarrassing to watch her. I I think uh, the Democrats are probably in a state of panic now, especially since all seven of her candidates that she endorsed lost. Yeah. But so, she's going to win. Yeah, She'll she's going to win. She I mean, will be in Congress. And think of the goodness we're going to get when she is in Congress. It's going to be awesome. It kind of makes you wonder, will she, as she matures, as she gets out on her own, as she becomes a thinking, responsible human being who sees what it takes to be an adult and live in this country, will she... Will she mature? Will she change? Will she become less socialist and more capitalist? Uh, no. Uh, and plus, you lost me back at the when she is thinking. Um, she's a liberal. Yeah. So that's... Uh, they kind of don't. precluded from the discussion. Yeah, they, they kind of don't think. Sorry. Wow. I'm a hater. Uh, yeah, and yeah. you just uh, took away any hope that I, I had for her. <sighs> Um, I was trying to, you know, trying to look at the bright side, and apparently there isn't. One. I mean, I mean, so do you think? You. Let's put it this way: <clears throat> Has Nancy Pelosi? Has she gotten? <clears throat> she made more sense. No, as she's gone along. No, 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 she has not. In yeah. fact, she makes less sense now than she did ten years ago. Right. I think it's going to be interesting to see how much influence Estacio Cortez has mm-hmm. uh, when she gets to Congress. Are they going to hide her? Are they going to showcase her? Are they going to work with her? Going to coach her? Try to help her, you know, become better on TV? These little five-minute interviews. Uh, they or, have to. Or are they going to put her on like the postal committee? They have to. She's so popular with millennials, and you know they'll want some of her popularity to rub off on them. They're going to have to teach her and groom her. So does that help them or hurt them going forward as a party? Uh, Having her as their face. So far, it hasn't helped. Well, we'll see. We'll see because she's she's got a to she's got a seat waiting for. Oh, check this out! Breaking news: mm-hmm. just this moment, got an email from Turner dot com. That's a CNN email address. Uh, here's your explanation for why Chris Cuomo will not be on the show. Oh, okay, good, good. Chris Cuomo is not available at this time. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Natalie. Hey, thank you, Natalie. <laughs> I think that's what we got from them last time when there, we were there trying it is. to. There it is, right there that's for you. There it is. Chris is not available at this time. <clears throat> Thanks, Natalie. Not can we work with you? Maybe there's a different time of day we could record something. No, because no. he doesn't. He's no. stupid, mm-hmm. and he can't. He knows he can't defend his positions. So thank you, Natalie. And, and he knows that violence is violence, and he knows he's defending. He's barking up the wrong tree on this. I mean, he got himself deep into it mm-hmm. by defending Antifa, who are full of hate, just absolutely filled. With hatred for this country, for the country's people, yeah. uh, and then he's defending them. There's no way he can win. So of course they're not going to show up. And I'm, I'm, I dare say that this response to me was probably drafted hours ago, and they wanted to make it look like they were really considering. It, and they're like, you know what? And now hit send. And send. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I knew there was no chance of that. No chance. It's interesting. Ocasio Cortez won't come on either. 
Ocasio-Cortez won't come on anybody's show. No. Obviously, Ben uh, Shapiro was trying to challenge her to, to a debate or an interview or, you know, even offered her $10,000 for her campaign or, or favorite charity. charity. Yeah. Whatever. She must hate kids then. And she wouldn't do it. She called it uh, cat calling. <laughs> what? Man, shut up. What? Stop that. Stop so trying to. Bizarre. That's like saying you're a racist when you're not. Uh, not even close. So bizarre. So basically, the takeaway on Astasio Cortez mm-hmm. uh, declining the in a, the uh, debate with uh, Ben Shapiro is that she doesn't want to help kids when she has the opportunity. She just took a $10,000 check and she did this to it. Yeah. Hold on. I want to make sure I don't tear the important part because this is important. That's what she did, see? Yeah. She did that to the check. For little mm-hmm. kids that you could have helped out. I'm going to throw this one, and I'm going to throw this one, but I need this part of the paper, so I'm going to keep it. So she doesn't care about America's children. Right. I mean, seriously, she just turned down 10,000 free bucks. from. She could have taken from a conservative and given mm-hmm. to Planned Parenthood, some whatever, transgender alliance fund, anything. She could have gotten a victory there. But no, she doesn't have what it takes to have a debate on ideas because her ideas suck and they don't work. I'm very triggered today, Pat. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Today? Did every mm-hmm. day. 888 and uh, at Pat Unleashed on Twitter. Somebody who did accept our invitation, however, mm. uh, Senator Ted Cruz. Next week. Next week. So a week from today, he'll be on. Do we know what hour? Uh, yes, top of hour three, August okay. 23rd. That's a week from today, right? Uh, no, no, tomorrow. A week from tomorrow. A week from tomorrow, yep. yeah. So Thursday. Very cool. Two o'clock Eastern next week. All right. And... You know, I I just I'm I'm wondering how concerned he really is about Beto. Mm-hmm. Um, I have seen, I think we're up to 22 or 23 sightings of Beto campaign paraphernalia, mm-hmm. including the the lawn uh, sign in my in my neighborhood. And then on the way to church, I saw another one on Sunday. And so is that 23, 22, 23? Well, we're in there somewhere. Well, somebody on Twitter uh, tweeted out a picture to me over the weekend of someone wearing a Beto shirt in the state of Maine. <clears throat> Let's hope that that individual <laughs> is still there on oh election day. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> that's, that's amazing. Yep. And you notice that, that Beto doesn't have his face on any of this campaign literature at all because he wants you to think. He's Hispanic. He is trying to trick the Hispanics in the state into believing he's one of theirs. He's Irish American. Robert Francis O'Rourke. So, uh, I that's I think that's one of the reasons he won't debate Ted is because he doesn't want to get on TV. Mm-hmm. He doesn't want to be on TV. Uh, he doesn't want you to see him because then they'll realize, wait, that guy looks pretty white. Yeah, that's because he is. You know, so I have a thought here. Uh-huh. We know that Ted Cruz speaks Spanish very well. Uh-huh. I wonder if Beto knows Spanish. And if not, oh, I wonder I if doubt he, it. I wonder oh, just enough to fake it. I don't know. I don't know if he's cramming right now because you know it would be a brilliant move for Ted Cruz to open remarks of a debate, say, you know what, I've got a message to my Hispanic friends. And just whatever you want to say, Ted, it just has to sound Spanish. Mm-hmm. Beto, uh, Mr. O'Rourke, would you like to uh, <laughs> respond to that, to the Hispanics in the audience? Nah, we're good. Thanks. Because that's what would happen. He'd be put on the spot and he'd yeah, look like be a interesting. Fool. Yeah. 888 Um, I think we all know that I'm not a uh, huge fan of vegetable product. Wait, you? Pat yeah. Gray? Mm-hmm. We've talked about kale many times. <laughs> 
Uh, so we've done some research on kale because it's so nasty, and I don't, I don't understand how it became a consumable item. Uh, kale belongs to the same family as cabbage, Bing. Brussels sprouts, Bing. and collards. <laughs> what a disgusting family to belong to. <laughs> yes. I mean, I'd be embarrassed by those family relationships. <laughs> Fortunately, I get my kale, uh, and I don't even have to taste it. From Field of Greens, from Brickhouse Nutrition. It's awesome. They've uh, taken they've taken this product. It's actual real food. It's real organic fruits and vegetables. Put them all together, and when you when you take a scoop and put it into eight ounces of water, you get a full serving of organic fruits and vegetables. Pre and probiotic boost your immune system. There's antioxidant power there. I mean, it's just going to make you healthier in the long run. So take one scoop, put it in in eight ounces of water, your favorite shake or smoothie, whatever. Really easy and it tastes great. And then you're just, you're going to find that you don't need to go to the doctor's often down the road. Uh, BrickhousePat.com. Try Field of Greens today. Get 10% off a month's supply when you use the offer code PAT. BrickhousePat.com. Pat Gray Unleashed on the Blaze Radio Network. Unleashed. Hi. 888-900-3393. Pat Unleashed on Twitter. Uh, shiny American Patriot tweets, Lobster is for lesbian, other, bisexual, C-gender, tangender, uh-huh. X-gender, retrosexual. Okay? <laughs> Retro. And you have to be careful with those transition cakes. I've heard they transition into vegetables as soon as you take your first bite. Oh, no. Oh, no. No. Uh, Toby McAvoy uh, tweets, an open question for Texas Lori D. Will you be adding transgender cake to your catering product offerings? <laughs> and Karen tweets out, a transgendered cake is actually a kale salad because it's the exact opposite of what it was intended to be. <laughs> All right. 888 We were talking about uh, uh, Ted Cruz and, and Beto a minute ago in the, the debates. Apparently, Beto does speak Spanish because he's challenged uh, Cruz to yeah. a Spanish-speaking debate. Interesting. Now, Ted challenged him to five debates between between now and the election. And then, I guess, Beto proposed maybe a sixth in El, El Paso, and I think he wants it to be in Spanish. Hmm. But, um, let's see. They sent a letter to O'Rourke proposing the following debate schedule. August 31st in Dallas, <clears throat> and that would be on jobs, taxes, federal regulations, national economy. September 14th in McAllen on immigration, border security, criminal justice, Supreme Court. Oh, man, he's, I mean, Ted's going to wipe the floor with this guy. Uh, September 21st, San Antonio, foreign policy, national security. October 5th in Houston on energy, trade, and Texas economy. And October 12th in Lubbock on health care, Obamacare. And then uh, Beto, I guess, came back and proposed maybe El Paso as well. Okay. Now, sadly, all of them will be on Friday night. Um, which is a bad night for a debate because everybody's doing something else on Friday nights. 
but it has to be that way because he expects the i guess the senate's going to be in in uh session that whole time oh okay so he wants to do his job and then come back home and then debate beto so wait a minute <clears throat> beto the hispanic uh irish american right right one of them actually is hispanic that's the amazing thing in this race mm-hmm. <laughs> one of them is yeah cuban the guy o'rourke guy? no mm-mm. no the guy with the actual hispanic last name uh cruz mm-hmm. so oh one of them actually is all these debates are on friday nights yeah i understand the whole cruz thing <clears throat> but i don't know i mean i think i know nobody will see him we'll forgive him, see him for coming back here to debate yeah i don't know that's hard but you know he wants to get his job done i think and and uh, that's admirable triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three neil in arizona you're on the blaze hey guys um hey. How about if we go out and uh, try to get some of these cake makers to do a cake on a maligned uh, um, representative of our nation, uh, Jefferson, and uh, see what they have to say about that? Yeah, I wonder how many would. I wonder. And then, of course, we could also do a a base situation of maybe a picture of Cortez or a lobster. I'm allergic to communism. I try to be a communist, and I think a line through her face on the cake (laughs) might make them upset yeah well, and a lobster of course a lot of people are allergic to lobster so just put a line through that on the cake <laughs> all right thanks neil uh triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three it does it does make me want to uh test the opposite of what they're doing you know you got the civil rights commission who specifically targeted this baker in colorado doing something that they knew he wouldn't want to do with a transgender cake and they sent one of their lawyers to try to get a transgender celebration cake. And he said, no, I won't. But, you, I mean, I'll design something else for you. I'll sell you any cake in the place. You can buy a pre-made cake and use that. No, that wasn't good enough. Not good enough. Why? Because they're specifically trying to get him. So, what would happen if you sent heterosexual people to a uh, cake maker who was gay, you knew he was gay, and you ask them to uh, make a cake that celebrates heterosexuality. I wonder if they do that. First, how do we do that? How do we celebrate heterosexuality? You can't. Uh, Well, you can't. That's uh, hateful. I mean, I I, I want a cake with, what, a house and two kids and a dog in front of it? And a man and woman on top? A man and a woman. They'd probably do it. Yeah. Right? You know you know why you know why that hasn't been tested? Because we're not in the business of agitating. We're not in the business mm-hmm. of trying to make other people uncomfortable. We're mm-hmm. in the we're, we're in the business of living our lives. Live and let live. Yeah. And we want to be left the hell alone and we agree to leave you alone as well. Can we not just do that? No, we can't apparently. Not in this country anymore. No. You know, and and here's how open we are. Vermont just nominated a transgender candidate. Uh, um, a guy, well, he used to be a man. Yeah, easy. He is now a woman. <laughs> and he has, beautiful. I mean, in fact, seriously. Do we have a still He's photo? Still, can we, something? Can, can we, we get... show her? She's absolutely beautiful. I mean, seriously. I, I don't... One of the most beautiful women you just, will ever see. Just in maybe your start life. the video and pause it or something because I got to yeah. see this face. I mean, it is gorgeous. Look at that. There you go. Uh, beautiful. Oh. Is that not one of the most beautiful women you've ever seen? I mean, there are some man hands so going beautiful. on, but other than that. I, I mean, you know, you talk about um, you talk about C- Caitlyn Jenner, uh-huh. and obviously, right. an extremely beautiful woman. Uh, and then you 
It doesn't hold a candle to um, no to, to Christine 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 Hallquist Hallquist mm. beautiful absolutely uh, stunning H A W T I believe is what you're going for that's what the hip kids say H A W T yeah for hot it's hot okay yeah, baby. yeah. Uh, Christine just a stunner I'd like stunner. to see her arms oh I'm sure they're not as nice as as uh, Mrs Obama's well nobody's are nobody's are but I'm sure nobody's she's a close are. second probably. <laughs> Probably. Triple eight nine hundred thirty-three ninety-three. More Pat Gray unleashed coming up. Unleashed on the Blaze Radio Network. Hi, it's Pat Gray. Thanks for listening to the show. I want to tell you about another show that I think you're going to like. It's The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. Check it out now wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. Ah, welcome to it. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Pat Gray unleashed. You know, I don't. I, I mean, you can't blame the voters of uh, Vermont if they were a little superficial yesterday or, or last <laughs> night. She's just so hot that you just. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? Yes, she is. You're going to vote for her. Yep. Right. I mean, I'm. <laughs> we're only human. You can only vote for her once. Is that right? Is that the rules? Yes. So I mean. <sighs> Another beautiful transgendered uh, woman who stole the hearts of Vermonters. Oh, look at her. There she is. I mean, look. look at, she's so beautiful. I know that we're in the middle of the Me Too movement. Mm-hmm. It's the era where you just got to so be, be careful. careful. Be right. very careful. Mm-hmm. You, can't, you can't deny the beauty there, though. Can I, can I get away with saying I love looking at her platform? <laughs> it's a little... Or ideas mm-hmm. that, that, yeah, are, that I, no, Vermont. I, yeah, I know. It's a little double entendre. I get it. Whoa, what? But, I'm uh, complete mm-hmm. platonic here. Because mm-hmm. I don't want to be accused of being shallow. Now, we had to say we had to say this about uh, about Caitlyn Jenner. And I, uh, obviously, we have to say this about her. But it's so true uh-huh. that, of course, you're going to. Uh-huh. Just absolutely beautiful. Stunning. I know. Stunning. I mean... So, triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Look at look at how far we've come oh, yeah. in the United States of America. Yeah, we're done. The the hateful place though. The 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 place that uh, you can't get a you can't get ahead for whatever reason. Uh, we're gonna hold you back. We are haters. Um, they just nominated a transgendered person in Vermont to be their governor. <laughs> okay, well. That shows they don't care, right? They don't care. Mm-hmm. And, and that's fine. Leave it in the States. You know? And this is something, by the way, mm-hmm. the other interesting aspect of this, this is a condition, and I guess it's not a condition anymore even, but it's it's a situation that used to be considered an illness. And by used to be, I mean five years ago, maybe, certainly ten 
And now we celebrate it with cakes. And if you don't bake that cake to celebrate it, why, you're in trouble with the uh, Colorado Civil Rights Commission. And, and don't forget, it's, <sighs> we say this, it's not where we're going. It's, it's where, where we, we are. are. Yeah, we're, we're <laughs> we there. We're here, man. We are absolutely, we're downtown here. Downtown here. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's on. It's on like Donkey Kong. Yeah, it is. So uh, <laughs> I, I, I am really tempted to retaliate with this nonsense. Yeah. I am so sick and tired of it. And I, I know we don't do the boycotts and we don't, we don't want to play that game. And we don't like to protest and we don't like to hold signs on street corners and yell at people. But we've got better things to do for one thing. But this but, yeah, cake situation? Fun. Let's do this. Let's just come up with the What perfect... kind of cake yeah. can you ask a liberal or progressive or homosexual or trans person to bake? If they own a cake shop, to prove this point that, okay, you're talking about taking away this guy's uh, religious sensibilities. You're talking about violating his religion, forcing him to do something he believes is wrong. All right. Well, what about you? Are you willing to do it? What would be a cake that you could ask somebody on the other side of this equation to make uh, that you'd be able to force them to do? Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Like if a Patriots fan came into my bake shop as a Falcons fan and said, "I just want a cake that says twenty eight to 3. <laughs> that's not cool. <laughs> but I would make it <laughs> with something special inside. Uh. But that, I mean, seriously, I mean, mm-hmm. that, oh, all we're trying to do is mm-hmm. get under people's skin. That's all we do. And that uh, yeah. half the population exists to piss the other half off now. Well, Man. this is, I mean, this is a despicable case in Colorado because the Colorado Civil Rights Commission sent one of their lawyers who's transgendered into this guy's shop or had him call the shop. And they specifically yeah. asked uh, to celebrate the seventh anniversary of her gender transition with a with a cake. <laughs> and he said, no, I'm, I'm not going to do that. I'm sorry. I can't in good conscience bake you a cake with a transgender message. I'm not going to do it. And they knew he wouldn't do it. So uh, he actually offered uh, to do something else for him. He offered that you can have any of the. So he's not he's not denying service to this person. No, because he said you can you can. You can buy any of the previously designed cakes. You can do that. Isn't that enough? I think at that point you've 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 met the law. You've met the criteria for the law. See, I'm of the belief that you don't have to serve anyone for any reason. Well, that's what it used to be. It's we reserve the right business. How many times have you seen that sign? Seriously, we reserve the right to refuse service to anyone. Yeah. Well, that doesn't mean anything anymore. You can't do that. What do you mean? You can't do that. And, and you know what? Then then don't... If you're offended by that policy or they choose not to serve someone you <clears> think should be served, then spread the word and you guys can put them out of business that way, through capitalism, through the free market. But no, mm-hmm. no, 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 no. No, no, no. We got to go and drag you out in the public square. We got to make sure that you are put in the worst position possible. It's terrible. We're going to embarrass you. We're going to make sure that we drain every cent from your name to pay for legal costs. We're going to make sure that everybody thinks the way we do... Or you're out of society. They won't be happy until they've shut this guy down. Oh, until yeah. he's completely out goal. of business. That's and, the goal. It's not make a cake. It's till yeah. this guy is not even allowed in the neighborhood. Until he can't make a living, certainly. 
for sure they want to shut down his because that's what they did in Oregon. They shut down uh, that couple's bake, bakery. Yeah, it completely shut it down. Sure did. And they had to find a new line of work. Now they were hoping at one point someday, and I don't know if that's happened yet, but they were hoping to someday reopen their bakery because that was what they loved to do. And they shut him down completely. Uh, and if you remember right, they were forced to pay $137,000 to that lesbian couple. <laughs> Wait, what? Stop the world. Because I didn't make their cake? Wow. 888 uh, Ken in Nevada, you're on the blaze. Hi. Hi, Pat. How are you? Doing good. Hey, uh, as far as a cake goes... Mm-hmm. I think what we need to do is find a um, anti-Second Amendment and, and very liberal um, baker okay. and have them make a cake in the shape of a gun and put on it, congratulations on your concealed carry permit. Oh, my gosh, I love that. <laughs> you know they wouldn't make that cake. Mm. <laughs> you know. I think that would be the best thing I like that a lot. Yeah, write that one down, Keith. Because that's okay. uh, thanks, Ken. Because we're gonna we're gonna take these into consideration. I'm thinking about do I, because I'm sick of this, sick of it. Time for a little retaliation. Mm-hmm. And by retaliation, you mean that's maybe not the just play by the, the same most, rules. The most Christ-like aspect uh, of we, me. Don't right look now. at me, man. There ain't nothing Christ-like <laughs> about me. If you're looking for someone to lean on. <laughs> <laughs> sorry uh, so I'll, I'll actually I'll go if you can pinpoint I remember when the NRA was mm. doing their thing here mm-hmm. and there was a uh, a restaurant Chris went and had breakfast there and they wrote on their receipt yeah. you know this week we're giving 10% to whatever yeah. you know some anti-gun group just basically saying hello NRA member you just donated 10% of your check to whatever you find me that business or some place I don't know whatever I, I'll I'll go do that Let's do this. Yeah, I th- uh, let's go. I'm tempted, but but that's a great idea because you know, a gun nut person, a person who's like anti gun nut, would not bake that cake. They wouldn't. Mm-hmm. There is no way, and I don't think anybody would have any problem with that. They'd just say no. Well, they had the right to refuse you to do that. Well, wait, why? Why? Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. I don't think we can top that one. Gun shaped cake. That's pretty darn good. Carry uh, that's pretty darn I'm good. Writing that down. Uh, Gene in Virginia, you're on the blaze. Hi. Hey guys. Hey Patty. Hey, hey. Listen, I was just looking at that picture of the Democrat from Vermont, mm-hmm. and uh, if I had to swear under oath, I would think that would be Eugene Levy in a wig. Who in a wig? Eugene Levy. Eugene Levy. Okay, let me see a picture of. Uh, okay. Okay, that's yeah. that's the uh, hottie. That's that's. I mean, excuse me. That's the I beautiful, mean, far Vermont. more beautiful than Eugene Levy. Yeah, I'm but sorry. I, you know, I can see where what you're what you're talking about, Gene. Thank you. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> I mean, but far more beautiful than Eugene Levy, right? I mean, uh, Eugene's okay. Okay, a skosh. But a skosh. This woman is beautiful. I will go with a skosh more beautiful, beautiful. than Eugene Levy. Okay, but triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Not much more than that. Bert in Arizona, you're on the blaze. Hi. Hey, Pat, how you doing? Doing good. <laughs> uh, how about you go for one or the other? Uh, stone tablets, Ten Commandments? Mm-hmm. Or just a cake with the first commandment on it? I have no other God before me. Okay. And you go to like a 
somebody you know to be an atheist and has a cake shop. Atheist, right? progressive, they, right. none of them actually believe. They'd certainly be set off by that. I like that too. Thanks, Bert. Do they make that cake? Probably not. I, no, I mean... Probably not. And Constitutional Stoner tweets out that would the left force a black baker to bake a cake for a Klan rally? I think not. Yeah. Or would you would you show up at... Here's, here's maybe the ultimate question for liberals. Does a Jewish person have to bake a cake for a Nazi hmm. who is celebrating their Nazism? I mean... Like a swastika are, cake. Are you going to make them make that cake? Come on now. Mm-hmm. Of course not. No. You're not going to force them to make that cake, and everybody knows it. Why then uh, do you force the Christians to do something that's objectionable to them? Why is that okay? And it wouldn't be okay for any other segment of society. Right. You would not make a black person make a cake for a Klansman. Nobody would say they they should have to do that. Okay. A Jewish person would not have to bake a cake for a Nazi. Um, so if you're religiously opposed to a certain ceremony, why would you have to bake a cake to celebrate that ceremony? It's ludicrous. How about it's wrong? How about this? Every big city, Dallas included, has a very liberal part of town down near the middle, down in the central mm-hmm. part of the of the city. And um, you could find you could just any 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 uh, bakery down there. Go in there and just say, "I want a cake that has a Make America Great Again cap on it." Mm-hmm. That's all. Just make the cake shaped like a Make America Great Again cap. Right. They, they would absolutely. They wouldn't even make that. No, they wouldn't. And no, they wouldn't. I mean, Anybody think they would? Absolutely not. I don't think so. By the way, I want to point out it is National Failure Day. And um, someone is entering the studio that's late for his uh, assignment here. <laughs> so, uh, you know, let's, let's, let's get in here. It's 12.15. Um, it's 12.15.52 seconds. 12.15. Okay. What time uh, did you tell me to be here? It's 12.15 and zero, zero seconds is when the break is supposed to be. Right. So uh-huh. uh, National Failure Day, we're celebrating it with Jeffy. Jeffy? Welcome. Welcome, Thank you. welcome to the party. Your segment, uh, Chewing the Fat, is uh, yeah, a few up, minutes away. away yeah, but to up. celebrate National Failure Day, mm-hmm. I just thought I'd uh, come in and tell you a little bit about the doctor-developed WaxRx system. Oh, cool. Good. Right? Okay. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because, uh, look, it uses special wax softening drops to break down earwax inside the ear. Uh-huh. It has a specially engineered pump fitted with a unique tip to gently deliver the perfect amount of cleansing pressure well, okay. to flush yes. the wax away. Mm-hmm. Finally. Mm-hmm. It has the pH condition formula that rinses and soothes your ears, mm-hmm. making for the ultimate, most complete earwax removal system. And suppleness? Available. And mm-hmm. suppleness. For some, there is suppleness I love involved. the supple. Mm-hmm. WaxRx comes with everything you need to safely clean out earwax and condition your ears conveniently at home for less than the cost of a doctor's visit. Now you can get the real solution for stubborn earwax, the WaxRx Earwash System. Brought right to your home for free. What? Yeah, I know. Uh-uh. I know. Go Is that to for usewaxrx.com. <laughs> usewaxrx.com. Order your reusable earwash system today. Use the offer code radio. Comes right to your house for free. It's an amazing thing. You keep saying thing. that. That's I a real know. thing. It is a real thing. Right. Usewaxrx.com. Offer code radio. U-S-E-waxrx.com. Pat Gray Unleashed. Returns after this on the Blaze Radio Network. 
Matt Gray returns. Triple eight, 933-93. You can call with uh, whatever's on your mind today. Uh, we've been talking about these uh, cakes for one thing. Uh, I'm, I'm really pissed off about it. Yep. I'm tired of it. I'm, I, I'm especially tired of the Colorado Civil Rights Commission, who specifically targets... The Masterpiece yeah. Cake Shop in Colorado. Remember the days when you could take things to the Supreme Court and once the Supreme Court settled it, it was done? Yeah. Remember yes. those days? Right? You don't get those days back. I mean, the Supreme Court just basically said, leave them alone, okay? You were out of control. You were out of control. And they went after him again anyway on, on a separate mission. I mean, they even admitted that the lawyer who uh, asked for the transgender cake was with the Colorado Civil oh, Rights Commission. Oh, really? Yeah, because it was a setup. Oh, yeah, it was a setup. I mean... And it was a setup because, I mean, look, the guy will make cakes. He's just not making the specific ones. Exactly. Right. I don't get it. He'll serve you a cake, douche. They just, they hate him. They just hate him so much. And they, they hate what he stands for. They hate that he believes differently than they do. And they want to stop it. They want to drive him out of business and they want to make him pay. So it's, I mean, it's crazy. Now it is possible that the baker, I don't know, could come to Texas. Yeah, he probably should. Shut down in Colorado. He probably Just should. say you won. Yeah, but that's his home. I you know. know. Shouldn't I, have to I do know that. it. Should I, not I, have to do I that. I agree with that 100%. Uh, also, I just found this article, which is mind-numbing. It is uh, 20 uh, cities where the middle class just can't afford a house anymore. And I'm looking at some of these cities, like at the bottom of the list, Stockton, Lodi, California, Austin, Round Rock, which kind of surprises me, uh, Baltimore, Columbia, Towson, Maryland. I've lived in most of these Every places. one of these are liberal so far, right? Uh, pretty much, okay. yeah. Mm-hmm. Sacramento, liberal, New Haven, Milford, yes. Uh, Denver, Aurora, Lockwood, or was that Lakewood? Yeah, Lakewood. Um, Miami, Fort Lauderdale, West Palm Beach. Seattle, Tacoma, Bellevue, Riverside, San Bernardino, and on and on it goes till, till you get to number one at San Francisco, Oakland, and Hayward, California. Okay, in that market, do you know what the median price of a home is? $909,000. That's the median price. What? $900,000. There's no way No. that average people can... No way. I mean... If depending on your what your property tax would be on close to a million dollar, and in California it's not much. No, it's not much at all. I mean, you're going to save all kinds of money going to California, but it'll probably be your mortgage would probably with principal, interest, and and the tax. And so if you have the uh, if you roll everything into the together, yeah, yeah, you'd be you'd be paying about seven thousand dollars a month for your house. Yeah, about seven grand a month. There's no nobody on fifty thousand dollars could afford that. that. Yeah, if you and your spouse both work and you earn a hundred and twenty thousand, there you can't you're afford that house. That. You're still not paying for you, that. You can't afford no a way. median priced house in California. Yeah, no way. Well, I was just looking. Unreal. This, I, you found that story, but I had this story in my stack for chewing about. Uh, there's now uh, the U.S. has more million dollar real estate markets than ever, and there's 23 cities now that will be a typical home will be a million dollars by next year. Mm. 23 new cities. All right, so there's 200 cities that currently have a median home value of at least a million. Wow. I mean, that's amazing. A median home value of a million. Yes. 200 cities? 
200 cities, and 23 of these cities are have, these places like Greenwich, Connecticut, and and mm-hmm. Beverly Hills. I do not California, have that list, but I'm and, sure that it is. Yeah, yes. it's got to be. What this list is is the 23 that will be over a million next year. You know, so you're looking at uh, you know, uh, Biltmore Forest, North Carolina, is uh, Newark, California, Samash, Washington. Anna Maria, Florida, Lexington, Matt, all these are just Brisbane, California. But when you get back to the bottom, I mean, you're all around uh, uh, San Francisco. Yeah, like the, um, these are the San places. San Clemente, La, La Hebra Heights, Fairfax, <sighs> South Beach. These are the places that elect the people that go up to Washington and rail against the richest 1%. And the richest 1% are the only people who can afford to live in their towns. It's absolutely maddening. What's amazing, this when you talk about, the, I mean, the median home value now is just under a million for all these cities. Think of that. I mean, what that's what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. I mean, right right now, we're making a big deal because it's going to break a million. But so what? I mean, you're still not going to be, you can't afford if, oh, oh, you mean I can get in now? I should get in now yeah. when it's nine, 950,000. Oh, okay. Yeah. No way. You can't. You just can't afford that. It's unbelievable. I mean, you're pricing people out of homes. So they're just never going to be able to afford to buy a home in America. Right. And look. It's crazy. Maybe that's what they want. Right? I mean. Maybe. I, I don't know. We've, we've, they did that with automobiles. So we, you know, it's tough for, for people to, uh, you know, go out and purchase new cars. So you lease them. Mm-hmm. Right. So mm-hmm. maybe they start doing that with homes. Right. Maybe. I mean, and you can, I'm not talking about, I know you can rent and lease homes, but, you know, the actual program of, you know, every two, two or three years. Yeah. You know what? I'm going to move over here. Mm-hmm. And just keep paying the same company the amount of money. I, mean, I don't know. It's good for people who bought a home in California in uh, 1985 and have held on to it ever yeah. since. And you can sell it for you know two million dollars when you bought it for 150,000. And then you go pay cash for whatever you want anywhere right. in the country. I mean, that's what our, I mean. That's a lot of our parents did that, right? They bought homes, yeah. uh, you know, in the 50s and 60s, and mm-hmm. uh, you know, when they retired and wanted to go away and sold it in the 80s and 90s, they made a small fortune. My parents, for what they paid? My parents paid sixteen thousand dollars for our house, the house I grew up in. Right, sixteen thousand dollars. I know. I think of that. Right. That same house, we, my mom died a, a little over a year ago, and so we sold the house, and uh, somebody bought it and remodeled it, and they've offered it up for $400,000. Right. Wait a minute. four hundred grand. Wait a minute. On the mean streets? On the mean streets. Well, four hundred grand. It's yeah. armored. It's got built-in oh shears. Right. <laughs> what if you were on the good <laughs> side <laughs> of town? Yeah. Right. Well, then you're talking California-type price yeah. on the good That's side easy. of town. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but think about it. we had people call right that said that even those people now are struggling in California because yeah. they have to upgrade their homes to make them uh, make them equal to today's standards right. before they sell it. Yeah, so they got no money to do that. Right, ridiculous. It's crazy. It's just absolutely nuts. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Uh, Derek in Florida, you're on the blaze. Hi. You guys are missing the mark on this cake. There's nothing liberals hate more than Donald Trump right now. Give me a cake with a picture of Donald Trump on it and the words Trump pride all the way around. Uh, that's actually funny. <laughs> that is funny. That's really funny. And that would set him off. I think it would. And I don't think they'd bake it. Mm-mm. I don't think they would. Uh, but would they be forced to? No, of course. No, no. There's not a person alive who would say, ah, it's just a political thing, so you can't force him. And to we wouldn't that. want to force Thanks, them Derek. to. We wouldn't want to force him. But I, but, I just but want to. But we're saying now we kind of do, right? I, I want mean, to push the yes. point. Yes. I want to make yes, the point. Yes, yes. I don't want to force them to do it, but I do want to make the point. Yeah. 
Look at what you're doing to conservatives. Look what you're doing to Christians. Why is that okay when you wouldn't do it? Why? It's, it's so wrong. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Uh, and at Pat Unleashed, did you see that the University of Maryland? Uh, they just had that death in their football program in May, where they they pushed this poor kid, nineteen years old, uh, and he collapsed after practice. He had a temperature of one hundred and six by the time he got to the hospital. They, I mean. He died two weeks later. They apparently didn't do anything for him at at the school. They didn't take a lot of measures that they should have taken. They just admitted. Like what? Drag him in the shade and cool him down a little bit? Yes. Put some ice around him. Do something. Right. Yes. Uh, They just admitted. Trainers? They admitted they screwed up. Uh, Yeah. And I don't know if I've ever seen that before because, wow, have you set yourself up for a lawsuit? No kidding. Oh, can you imagine? the? And they deserve it. Yes, they do. The parents of this this athlete who died, they deserve a massive payment uh, over this. But the athletic director just said, um, yeah, uh, we screwed up. And there's nothing I can say to their parents that's good enough. Well, that's true. Wow. Yeah. It's, it's, it's kind of amazing. Uh, he said, we will honor Jordan's life and we will ensure that such a tragedy as this never happens on our campus again. Well, and... I don't know that you can ensure that. And you're going to pay out uh, millions of dollars to this family. You may have just family. ensured the football program going away. No kidding. <laughs> Strange. 888-900-3393. Uh, we got uh, Chewing the Fat with Jeffy coming up next. Pat Gray, only on the Blaze Radio Network. Time to chew the fat with Jeffy. So we were just talking about uh, San Francisco and uh, the cost of living. And one of the, I think, uh, according to this story, it's the second highest cost of living city in the U.S. Uh, Now they've, uh, you know, we've also talked about, and you've talked about on the show, um, what a pretty city it is uh, when it's not being pooped on from homeless people. (laughs) Uh, And they have this Jeff... uh, Kosinski, a director of the San Francisco Department of Homeless and Supportive Housing Department, uh, told uh, told ABC the Department of Homeless Housing the, the department <laughs> the San Francisco Department of Homelessness and Supportive Housing. Okay, mm-hmm. uh, he uh, he has been quoted as saying that homeless isn't on the rise uh, in San Francisco. It is, it not, is not on, on the rise. rise. Okay, I see. it's I just see. more visible. Okay. It's just more visible. All and right. you'd think, well, what do you mean? Well, look, Were they we're, invisible before? Well, we're seeing places were where... invisible people they being... Had, they had places where they were hiding. Oh. Okay? Mm-hmm. And uh, we're seeing places where homeless people used to sleep becoming offices and housing. So they're more noticeable now. 
I see. So the city is developing sure. the places where all the homeless people used to hide. Mm-hmm. And since they've got no place to hide anymore, it's just out on the street. We're seeing more uh, of it. All right. Sure. So they're not on the rise. All right. All right. So now we know that that has contributed to a huge amount of, um, well, feces on the streets. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, people who don't have restrooms or bathrooms to use. And so. Starbucks. Yeah, they could use Starbucks. <laughs> uh, but, you know, the line is long and why wait? Sure, sure. Um, now they've decided that, you know what San Francisco needs? A poop patrol. Mm. A poop mm-hmm. patrol. Uh, in about a month, a team of five public work staffers, and who doesn't want this job, will begin patrolling the alleys around uh, Polk Street and other hot spots in a vehicle equipped with a steam cleaner. They'll begin their shifts in the afternoon as the city starts to lose its sheen from the overnight cleaning. <laughs> The Poop Patrol's mission to spot and clean up piles of feces before anybody complains about them. <laughs> We're trying to be proactive, uh, explained Public Works Director Mohammed Nuru. <laughs> We're actually out there looking for it. Oh, what a job. Now, according to the Chronicle, 14,597 times someone has called the helpline to report poop in the streets. Since, do we know? Since January. Oh, my God. So wait, okay. wait, wait, wait. And that's the only people that have called. How many times was it? Right, because I would never call. 14,597. I would, I would call know who to call. Line. Who do you call? The, Ghost, help, the poop helpline. Okay. In Duh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't have the poop helpline number readily available. I don't have it programmed into my phone. I don't know what that is. They've also allocated... See, it, it breaks down to something like 80 times a day, doesn't it? Uh, it's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. Uh, they've allocated a little over a million of its uh, $11 billion budget, mm-hmm. uh, constructing five new public restrooms. So they're putting in five new restrooms. So that should help a little to the poop patrol. Mm-hmm. Oh. I would say, this is just an idea <laughs> off the top of my head. Okay, here we go. All right. Why don't we just do a reality show, the poop patrol reality show, mm-hmm. show these guys going around, finding poop, cleaning it up, mm-hmm. and whatever money we get from the reality show, we donate to the homeless fund. That's great. You know, I mean, I love it. It's something. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's better than, mm-hmm. hey, we're going to build you a couple of bathrooms around the corner. Good luck. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, I know that you had that, you know, tent city over there, and that's where you were living. But now that you're more visible because we built the, we let the, we let the new companies come in and build buildings in our city mm-hmm. and move you out, um, you know, sorry. Does it make any, does it make anybody feel any better to know that it's not just San Francisco? It's also Portland going through this and Seattle. Mm. And Paris, France. I'm sorry? Oh, yeah. um, Parisians are upset with their city government because they've installed uh, something called... Uh, I'm trying to read. Well, we saw... You're a toitoire? You're a toitoire. You're a toitoire. Seriously, if you call me that again, so, I'm coming across the desk. <laughs> it, it's essentially... It looks like a garbage can with... Oh, uh, look at that. We got it on the Blaze TV there. There it is. Yeah. Okay. So the guy standing there in the bl- blue shirt <laughs> what in the is world? peeing into the box right now. Nice. Society is devolving so, before our eyes. Like they're open air urinals. You just you go up there, you, you belly up. up to it, and you pee in it. it. It just if you're if you're listening on Blaze Radio, it's basically imagine a guy peeing into a garbage can. That's essentially what, with with a, like an opening on the side mm-hmm. of the garbage can, right. and I'm sure it's sanitary. 
Oh, are you kidding for me? Your male parts. Dude, nothing could be more sanitary than that. I, I and this guy I, is I mean, going to the bathroom as a boat full of people. Tourists. Are we sure that he's actually going to the bathroom? Right? by on the river. I don't know. I don't know. I don't even want to know. I mean, he's either yeah. himself or as a as a yeah. as a capitalistic minded person. Yeah, this sure. Is Paris. I would think that that's a good place to put someone city of in love. the box. City, city of, of lights. Oh, city of yeah. lights. Mm-hmm. You're welcome. Whatever. Paris. I know. Oh, oh, man. What is what happening seen, to civilization seen, here? Oh, you've seen some of the riots uh, going on in Paris, all the, the homeless sections that they have in Paris. It's bad. Yeah. Bad. And mm. because of, uh, and many of those areas are um, refugee immigrants areas. <laughs> yeah. that have come into the country and the city. Yeah. And uh, it's not good times. Well, I mean, we it can't. not good times. We can't mock them. We've got our own situation in San Francisco. Poop patrol. Portland and Seattle. I mean, Liberalism, though, it, yes, liberalism. It's I mean, it's the it's the problem in Paris, and it's a problem on the West Coast. Same thing. Yep. It's the same deal. It's the same disease infecting the entire planet. And I'm surprised we haven't heard that they have that problem in uh, your uh, favorite city, Salt Lake, uh, because when we were there in Salt Lake, first of all, I love Salt Lake City. So do I. I, I, I fell yeah. in love with it when we were there. It's awesome, and I could live there in a heartbeat. Mm-hmm. But uh, there's a lot of homeless people there. There are. Yeah, uh, I was really are. surprised at the homeless at the amount of homeless people in Salt Lake City. Yeah, it's and, gotten I mean, pretty bad. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and so I mean, you're you're starting to you know when you start to increase the homeless people numbers, mm-hmm. you're increasing the odds of uh, poop patrols. Yeah, you are for the cities mm-hmm. for sure. Not to be confused with mm-hmm. snow patrol. No, it's a different thing. No, okay. I mean, just checking. Completely yeah. different thing. Oh my mm-hmm. bad. Uh, <laughs> all right, so uh, YouTube. Uh, on top of the world now uh, today, they have uh, removed an ad uh, for The Nun, uh, the movie The Nun, hmm. because of uh, jump scare complaints. Jump uh, scare? Jump scare complaints. Uh, it's uh, the, the Nun, the fifth flick in the Conjuring series. Have you seen the ad for it? No. It's really good. The, the real, it's really good. I mean, the first, the whole ad is really good and it's really scary. But the re- the main part... The seven seconds of the jump scare <clears throat> complaints, because according to uh, to its violent and shocking content in ads policy, uh, YouTube strives to avoid offering or shocking users with websites or apps that are inappropriate for our ad network. Examples of content considered violent or shocking include gruesome imagery or promotions that are likely to shock or scare. So this is a promotion for a movie that's supposed to be a horror movie and supposed to shock and scare. But you can't be running it on YouTube. And uh, this is the scene that got them into the most trouble in being pulled. So I want to warn you. Mm. There's some jumping going on? Because it's possible that you could have a jump scare. Oh, no. I know. Oh, no. Just be ready for that. Be ready for a jump scare. Okay. Here we go. Warner Brothers. None. <laughs> Wait, what, what is that? Air? That was it. So that's it. I mean, that's the okay. Oh, that was on YouTube. It's where this was yes. airing, and they took it down. Yeah, that did look creepy, though. Yeah, I don't like that. No, that was. I, that was like I mean, the full stuff. ad's really good. I don't. I didn't. I didn't have them pull the full ad, but the full ad's really good. But I mean. You were laughing at the. I mean, maybe maybe you didn't watch the whole thing. Did you close your eyes or something? No, I saw it. I mean, I saw it. 
Well, he said the, the yellow teeth were kind of scary, I tell you. I mean, because it was a, a toothbrush up in there. It went right from, <laughs> right from the the computer to uh-huh. the face. Yeah, scary. It's okay, frightening. All right, it was frightening. So just be careful and know that YouTube is looking out for you. At, uh, okay, good. <clears throat> across America, come on. Are we seriously? We've we've we, become sissies. We sure it's have. a sissy society we now. We sure have. Mm-hmm. We sure have. I don't want my I will kids say to see that. I don't want my kids seeing that. Well, don't have them click on it then. All right. I'm not saying take it down. I'm just saying I don't want my kids seeing that. Then don't have them click on then, it. Yeah, have your kids stay off of YouTube. That's right. what I do. There you go. Yeah. That's all Duh. I'm saying. I wasn't saying take action. Sure I'm just like saying it. I wouldn't sure want did, my kids to see sure that. Like didn't it? Sound like he was like the YouTube Nazi like for a minute. All I want to like... do is brush that nun's teeth. I still <laughs> hung up on those teeth, man. <laughs> I mean, it almost sounded like you wanted somebody uh-huh. to bake a cake. Yeah. Almost. <laughs> By That's the way, like. Blaze Radio it was an image of a nun with bad teeth. That's what it was. That's what it was. That's all it was. Yeah, but it, it, was, it, was, it was just shot right on the screen. Right. Yeah. So it was a jump scare Jump event. scare. And you can't have that. No. You can't have that. There's a comedian. I just watched, a, and I, I'm sorry, I apologize for not remembering your name. I just I saw the clip, and it's a funny clip about him talking about millennials, talking about how uh, pansyized we've come. Quote me on that. <laughs> That's a good pansy-ized. word. Pansyized. And uh, my word, not his. Oh. But he talked about when he was growing up, kids used to play with uh, with guns and bottles and rockets and mm-hmm. and, uh, yep. and all kinds of stuff. And you know what happened to the dumb ones? They didn't make it. There you go. <laughs> He goes, all you millennials out there, the dumb ones made it. The dumb ones survived. (laughs) And I mean, that's perfect. That's That's funny. That's really funny. That's perfect. Uh, Los Angeles subway is going to become the first mass transit system in the U.S. (laughs) to install body scanners. So good. Uh, Taking uh, screen passengers for your safety. Mm -hmm. It's all for your safety. Uh, Passengers for weapons and explosives. uh, The deployment of the portable scanners, which... uh, Project waves to do full body screening, and you can see kind of what it looked like at the uh, at the at the subway system when they ran a, a special day. Showed people how it was going to work. People coming down the uh, escalator, and you get the full body scan. Um, I kind of look. They're looking. It's not. It's, it's just for your safety, and they're looking for specifically for weapons that have the ability to cause a mass casualty event. Mm. Explosive vests, assault rifles. We're not necessarily looking for smaller weapons that don't have the ability to inflict mass casualties. So hey, there's nothing to worry about. Don't Interesting. Worry about so everybody who walks, who comes down that escalator is subject, subject, subjected to the naked scan. Uh, correct. And so uh, you get, it's essentially the same scan that you get at the airport. Pretty close. Right? I mean, even looks like, it looks like it's even, even better. Yeah. Yeah. Now except they, you don't have to stand in a specific area. Right. They just scan you as soon as you come down the escalator. No matter whatever area it's pointed huh. at. Now, they tested the body scanners at Penn Station, at Union Station, uh, and at the New Jersey Transit Station uh, during the Super Bowl. And uh, that's, you know, look. There's no privacy anymore. Well, look, there's. For the, you ride the trains, right? I was thinking about this. We rode the trains so much mm-hmm. uh, for a number of years, and, and it's it's great transit. But if you were to have a an airport type security for the trains, mm-hmm. you'd never get anywhere. You'd no. never get anywhere. There's oh, just too many yeah, people. You know, yeah. you'd be you'd be blocked. So this is really a way to curb that and still have security. Um, and look, uh, the screening process, Pat, is voluntary. Okay, mm-hmm. so you don't have to. You know, I know you were questioning. You were just coming down the escalator, and 
They're going to let you know. Signs are going to be posted at the stations warning passengers that they're subject to body, body scanner screening. So the screening process is, is voluntary. Voluntary in that you don't have to ride the subway. Well, look, if you choose not to be screened, you're not going to be able to ride the subway. Exactly. Yeah, so That pisses me I, off. Me too. I, I was so mad when I read that. Don't give me that. It's not voluntary. No, it's not. Because many people in New York, you, you've already created a situation there where they must ride the subway. Correct. That's how they get to and That's from work every day. transportation. Don't tell me it's voluntary. That's garbage. It sure is. It's garbage. I was so mad. I couldn't believe when he said, look, it's voluntary. If you just opened the subway system and started doing that and said, okay, if you want to ride the subway system in New York, you're going to be screened, and so it's voluntary. You maybe, maybe get away with maybe. that. Maybe, yeah. When you've had a subway system there for 100 years, and now you're saying, oh, and by the way, we're going to naked scan you when you come down into it. Yeah. And, but that's voluntary. You don't have to get on the subway. No, I'm sorry. I know. That doesn't fly. I was reminded of, uh, I mean, it was almost 30 years ago now, right? The Arnold Schwarzenegger, uh, Total Recall. Uh-huh. Uh, it was 1990. I couldn't believe it was 1990. Total Recall when uh, they had the scene from Arnie going through the uh, the scanner. Oh, my God. A gun. Get him. He's got a gun. Cut him off that way. Over there. Oh, no. Hold it. We were close to that. Well, that looks like a 90s movie, too, man. I love that movie. Mm-hmm. It's I a great too. movie. But mm-hmm. it looks, I mean, definitely can tell the times. Oh, yeah. 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 I mean, hot but aliens in that movie. We're close to that. Just the hallway of scanners, man. I went into one of those uh, <laughs> uh, clickbait black holes the other day. Oh, oh no. yeah. Oh no! Here we oh, go. No. It's gonna be good. I like this. I, I go down those stupid things it's a good so much. Setup. I Me too. It's uh, it, it was uh, people who don't look like they once did or whatever. Oh yeah, yeah. And one of them was Arnold. Uh huh. And one of them was him as Mister Universe. You know, all buffed. Oh yeah. And then him out on the beach or something. Yeah. Just a while ago, yeah. a little bit flabbier. Cigar. Yeah. Looks like Tom Brady on the beach. He's Gross. topless and he's. Yeah. I mean, he's not fat. No, he's right. not. But he's but he's let himself go well, a little bit. I mean, he's not the toned, buffed. That Arnold. happens when you work out like that. You yeah. become that, and then yes, then yeah. there's you have to keep working out yeah, to keep looking like that. Yeah. You're telling and, me. And he's what? <laughs> and he's, I, mean, I don't know why you're. There's not a lot of people. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm telling Keith. Oh, okay. I, yeah, I don't have Keith to tell button you. Pop over no, there. it's just a shirt. <laughs> just a shirt. Squeeze it. But the muscle in your in your yeah. abdomen region oh, yeah. is just bulging the yeah. buttons yeah. out yeah, a little bit there. Flex, man. You so um, <laughs> <laughs> work out right before you walk in here, right? So anyway, uh, he you know he's what seventy three now, yeah, seventy five now. He's probably tired of working out, <laughs> right? And he's let himself go. Well, he has been. I mean, and look, as he's and he's still in a lot better shape than I am. Tell I mean, you that he's running a 71. state as governor for a while. 71. You know, he's busy. Mm-hmm. He's busy flying back and forth in his private plane, back yeah. and forth to work. He's got right. he's got a maid to do. Got he's got a, a wife to do. He's got <laughs> he's got kids to raise. Yeah, he's kid a busy man. I, I don't think he has the wife anymore to do. He's a busy man. Yeah, he is. well, at the time, though, I'm just talking at about the time. time yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. At the time, he most definitely a lot yeah. of people to service. As, you know, yeah. he gets so busy. He probably that's you. You miss Thank one day you. of workouts, you know, and then you're. It's just there's a, there's very few of us on the list of better as time goes by. There's very few of yeah. us uh, on the list. Us? That's what I said. Yeah, on, on the list. Yeah, on the list. Like, you were include yourself. I see. I just said there's few of us. No, I know. I know what you said. 
Okay. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Let me tell you about Bomb Shot Lip Balm. Uh, this is a product you're going to love. Everybody in this building loves it. My family loves it. Uh, my wife and I just went to um, ELO the other night, mm. and uh, I, she gave me her lip balm, her Bomb Shot lip balm, in a handy little container just like this. I put it in my pocket because she didn't bring her purse. Mm-hmm. And then we went in separate cars because it was boys in one car and girls in another. For some reason. Isn't that cute? Date night. It, was, it was adorable. And, uh, and so we get there, and we pile out of the vehicles and she comes running up to me did you do you have my lip balm do you have the bomb shot do you have my lip balm yes it's in my pocket remember oh i was so afraid i couldn't i couldn't remember if i gave it to you that's how crazy she is about this stuff she must have it and she must apply it at all times because it's great. Wait, it's they didn't awesome. confiscate it at American Airlines Arena, thinking no. it was a threat to them. No, I, oh. I was a little surprised. Yeah, okay, no scare me. So the bomb shot, uh, the lip balm works, the container works. Mm-hmm. It won't wind up a gooey mess in your pocket, and it's available at like over three thousand stores. I will say, be now. careful using it because <laughs> if you do start using it, you're not going to want to go back to other lip balms. Oh, that's for sure. Absolutely, I mean, that's, yeah. a, that's a fact. So make sure you yeah. stock up on it. Yes, because everything else it will pale in comparison. Yes. Um, so you can get it at three thousand locations across the country. But for Blaze listeners only, we got a special offer. You go to bombshot.com, use the promo code Pat, and when you buy a two pack, you'll get a third for free. When you buy a four pack, get a fifth, and so on. When you buy the six-pack, though, they're going to throw in the really cool-looking Bomb Shot logo baseball hat. Mm -hmm. So you buy six, you get a free hat. Plus, there's free shipping with all of it. Bombshot.com, promo code Pat, B-A-L-M-S-H-O-T.com, Bombshot.com. Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network. Now back to Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Yeah, one of the things that I uh, I failed to mention at the beginning because it's uh, National Failure fat, Day. National Failure Day. Well, I mean, you brought that up as National Failure. It's also National Leatherworks Day. Oh, yeah, I know. It's my my wife will be happy about that. But it's also yeah. something that I know Lori D mentioned uh, yesterday uh-huh. on the broadcast as uh-huh. a reminder, right? That uh, today we should celebrate uh, National Lemon Meringue Pie Day. Oh yeah. Uh, so you we had actual you had actually. 24 hours mm-hmm. notice to yeah. bring pie into the show. Yep. Keith? Why didn't you? You're the one wanting to celebrate it. Uh, I'm just talking about the way producers do mm-hmm. shows. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And I, How much uh, do you prepare for this segment? Oh, I... So you had 24 hours to prepare to celebrate National Lemon Meringue Pie Day with us, and you failed because it's National well, Fair Day, which obviously no, trumped. I, I celebrated. National I celebrated on my own. I'm just talking about celebrating with oh, you. Oh, so here. you're selfish. You don't share. Okay. Correct. So again, National Failure Day. And I was under the impression that Lori was actually going to sell. Outranked. Um, it sounded I mean, I like wanna, it sounded like wanna, she alluded I could, to that. I could, yeah, I could be yeah. mad at Keith, mm-hmm. but I'm yeah. just saying that it did a sound mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. Lori was going to. Mm-hmm. Yep. To share the wealth. Yeah, right? why would she even bring that up if she wasn't willing to follow through? It's a good question. Well, we'll see. I mean, we still have a little over an hour mm-hmm. left. Who knows what will show up here? Okay. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Also, uh, I don't know if you're done with your 
with your uh, story. Oh, can be. Sure, that's fine. Um, but there, things are you know things are really bad in Venezuela. We we all know oh, that. Yes. But at least the gas is super cheap. Hmm? It is. Oh wait. Oh what? Yeah, about that. Um, Venezuelan President Nicolas Maduro just informed Venezuelan citizens on uh, yesterday that they would no longer be able to take advantage of the country's cheap gas prices wow. without registering for a state ID card. Yeah, so... Well, that's the only way those guys were making sorry. money. Sorry. They were, they were uh, pumping gas. Uh, they were buying, mm-hmm. buying the gas in Venezuela, putting them in containers, and driving across the border and selling it uh, to make money. Right. Uh, and I mean, he they, doesn't want that to happen no. anymore. And so you got to get registered, and the cheap gas prices, which was I don't know pennies on the to the gallon. How is that guy? I just have a question. How did he get reelected? How is he still president? I don't know. It must have been corruption. Had to be right. Mm -hmm. Had to be voter corruption. It it just, it just socialism hasn't been done right. Is the problem? But look, thank you. you. Just have to get a fatherland card. That's it. <laughs> That's all. And that'll keep track of how often you, you take advantage of the government subsidies and other okay. social services. Okay. And any Venezuelans who refuse to register for the Fatherland card, right. you'll have to pay international prices for fuel. So Sorry about that. Yeah, it's voluntary. So don't don't even worry about it. Wait, Everything's what? fine in Venezuela. They just haven't done socialism enough yet. Mm-hmm. Now they are. They're starting to. Right. So um, that's great. Good. Fact check. It's good news. Um, yeah, it's good news. Was the Fatherland card reference um, you trying to be funny, or is it literally no, called that's the literally called the Fatherland card? Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Problem with the, the, I don't guess he does. the Fatherland I don't know. card. I thought. <laughs> I thought it sounded pretty good, actually. <laughs> what? Right? What? I don't know. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Pat Gray, only on the Blaze Radio Network. It's Pat Gray, and if you like what you hear on this program, you should check out the Glenn Beck Program. The podcast is available wherever you download your favorite podcasts. Pat Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. 888-933-93, and at Pat Unleashed on Twitter, from American Pirate... Tweets, I was paying $1,700 a month in rent for a 500-square-foot studio in Hollister, California, south of San Jose. Uh, I've escaped the People's Republic of California, have moved to Vegas, where I'm paying $1,500 for a two-bedroom, two-bath, 1,400-square-foot apartment. Yeah, it's just, it's not worth it. It's just, I mean, it's, that's nuts. Yeah, can I just say, uh, Martin Flashland, uh, Martian Flashland says that, um, my father bought his home for $26,000 in 1963 uh-huh. under 1,200 square feet, less than 12. Today, $1.3 million, west side of L.A. Holy cow. 26000 to $1.3 million. Wow. Wow. That's amazing. California is. That is amazing. Nuts. Uh, do you know how much? How, okay, how big is it? Uh, under under 1,200 square feet. And now it's $1.3 million. Mm-hmm. Do you know what you can get 
in Dallas, Texas. For and, and by the way, the prices have gone up here a lot too. Yeah. Like 40%, I think, in the last couple of years. But still, you can get a ton for $1.3 million. For $1.3 million, you could have five, 6,000 square feet. Yeah. I mean, it's... In a gated community? Mm-hmm. And, wow. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe I shouldn't say that because we don't want Californians overwhelming the state. You know, it sucks here. Um, so Terrible. California well, should mean, not ever... The come. weather. Right? I hate it. Oh, my God. Oh, boy. It's yeah. it's whatever you hate, that's what happens here. Yeah. All the time. Terrible. Californians. Locusts, plagues. Oh. It's not good. You got those on your side of town, Frogs, too? Frogs, tornadoes. Yeah. The tornadoes can pop up at any time, and they yeah. do. And yeah. they do. Yeah. Uh, I, I wouldn't come here because it's not, it's not right. It's, it's, um, it's not right what happens here. In a word, mm. horrific. It is. Well, we're plagued by stuff. By plagues. Frogs, locusts. Mm-hmm. I mean, <clears throat> just today I, I, saw, I saw a, I don't know if it was a cricket, cockroach thing. Now, this I, is true. <laughs> That's, they've invaded this building like I've never seen before. You know, sick. And this is actually, I'm being completely serious. It does seem like about once every year, there is a different plague, if you will. Like on my mm-hmm. side of town, you know how we have crickets all over mm-hmm. the place right mm-hmm. now? Mm-hmm. Maybe a couple of years ago, it was like those... Um, Cicadas? N- well, it's been that. Yes. It's been kind of like, uh, I don't even know what they're called, but they're like light brown grasshopper mm-hmm. deals that just like mm-hmm. are all in your garage and stuff. Mm-hmm. It's a nightmare. And I think one year it was frogs. You know what else it wouldn't, that Californians wouldn't like are flying alligators here. The flying alligators, I don't even know what to do with I wasn't going to mention that because that doesn't sound believable. But yeah. yes, the flying alligators with the Killer. teeth. Yeah. And like mm-hmm. the, the, are, some of them up to 80 feet long. Well, some of them have spikes, like yeah. metal mm-hmm. spikes on their tails. Nothing you can and do. You, you're ducking all the time. You don't want to be can do. here. You don't want to be here. Uh, let's see. Mike tweets, I didn't know the Maps girl had a sister running for Congress. Oh, that's about the Ocasio-Cortez? Ah, yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. Uh, Justice Spunkin Bronitz says in honor of uh, National Failure Day, I think we should pay respect to Hillary Clinton. There you go. (laughs) And uh, from Curious 2, if Christine Hallquist wins, Uh can we call her Governor Doubtfire? Oh, there we go. So we got Governor Doubtfire. Governor Doubtfire, dear. There she is. Governor Doubtfire, dear. Let's take a look at her. Does she? I mean, you can call her. I mean, I don't care what you call her. She's just, just so you know, mm-hmm. she's absolutely one of the most gorgeous, beautiful, lovely women in the world. I think the word you're groping for is stunning. Stunning, isn't she? Yeah, look at her. Mm. Now, she was, I think she was married to a girl because they, in one of the clips, she showed her family. And at that point, there was a woman involved, and I don't know if the, she's still her Wikipedia page in does that not situation. say anything. Oh, look at that! They're doing a slow zoom. Oh, I'm gonna melt in those eyes. Yeah, right. My goodness. Right. Good golly. So beautiful. I mean, you guys aren't even fighting Absolutely fair in there. Absolutely beautiful. With that zoom into that loveliness. <clears throat> okay, triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Also, uh, we're we've been kicking around this. Uh, well, the Colorado Civil Rights Commission going directly after Jack Phillips again and his masterpiece cake shop. This time, they're trying to get him on a not doing a transgender celebration cake. He offered to sell them anything in there, but, you know, they're not going to agree to any of that because they're trying to get him. They're trying to drive him out of business. For some reason, the Colorado Civil Rights Commission 
uh, doesn't want this Christian to be able to support himself. It's really a strange situation. And the U.S. Supreme Court just told them to back off. Told them that they were out of control. They were unreasonable with him. So what do they do? They go after him again. Mm-hmm. Wow. And so blatantly, on the day mm-hmm. the, the Supreme Court agreed to hear the case. Mm-hmm. I mean, stop. Uh, Ken in Minnesota, you're on the blaze. Hi. Hey, guys. Hey. Uh, very pleasure to speak with you guys. You too. Um, I just had a little different take on your kind of uh, getting back at the commission or getting back at all the, the communists, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, what if... Uh, what if we all go to this guy's website and turn him into a millionaire by uh, ordering cakes from him? Mm. And uh, I just had nice. this thought while I was on hold. What if we ship those cakes over to the commission? <laughs> make a, make America great again. <laughs> it's masterpiececakes.com, by the way. Yeah, I like that. Love it. I actually <laughs> like that. And give him a 20% tip on, right. on your way out, too. <laughs> Thanks, Ken. That, that is a good idea. Uh, that is a good idea. Turn it into a positive. That's normally the kind of stuff we do, right? Mm-hmm. But <laughs> I'm just so sick of it. Yeah. It makes me want to yeah. retaliate. I got our list here. I think our I think our three finalists for the cakes we're going to have made is a gun-shaped cake that says, congrats mm-hmm. on your concealed carry license. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe a Ten Commandments cake. Okay. Even if it's just the tablets. Mm-hmm. Yep. And just say when you go in there, you know, this is the Ten Commandments. Or maybe a Make America Great Again cap uh, type cake. No way they make that. No way. I want to go with that one, actually. No way. Uh, Lewis in Virginia, you're on the blaze. Hi. Hey, guys. Uh, Barring this uh, bakery issue, um, Mm -hmm. the only way that they can deny this is because of discrimination, correct? Mm -hmm. You you can't discriminate against race, religion, or sex. So the gay couple wanted to have a gay wedding cake, and they would not do that. So that's a discrimination against the sex. Same thing with a transgender, correct? Am mm-hmm. I saying that right? Yes. Okay. So, and I agree with you guys. I'm tired of this. We've got to do something to get at these people. So, I love the idea of the Second Amendment, but they're not. They're, we don't have any grounds on that. Right. You, can't, you know, there's no discrimination against that. The Nazi thing. Um, that's a great idea. But again, if it's a Jewish bakery and they decline a Nazi cake. There's nothing discriminatory against that. We got to come up with something really good for discrimination, and then we can hit them hard. Does that make sense? It does. Yeah, it does. It does make sense uh, because you're right. They wouldn't be forced into um, making a cake that is politically motivated, like a Donald Trump cake, right? So they they'd be able to discriminate based on politics. Well, they, you can't discriminate on politics. So the, the make a great in some gri- in some states you, again. It's I think not it, help. in most states you can discriminate on politics. So that's why that's why you can't force them to make the Trump cake. See what I'm saying? So you could um, appreciate the call, Lewis. So you could you could ask them to make the the Make America Great Again cake, and if they say no, well, nobody's going to force them to because they can say no in most. Uh, uh, there are some state statutes about not discriminating based on politics, but most states don't have that. So depending on where you do it, they can discriminate based on politics, right? So they would. They, oh, I don't know. So they'd be able to. They'd be able to d- deny the gun cake and the Trump cake. Maybe Dallas isn't Makes the best tough. place to test this theory. No, Dallas is not the good place to do this. Hmm. We're going to have to... You want to fly me to 
Portland or something? Yeah, somewhere. I don't know. Uh, we'll okay. have somebody do it somewhere. I'll check my life insurance policy before I do that. <laughs> um, in the meantime, a three-person team of researchers identified 31 types of microaggressions Here we go. that a person can experience if they're an atheist. Three researchers, Zhen Chang, Louis Pagano, and Azim Sharif, created the Microaggressions Against Non-Religious Individual Scale Tool, or MANRIS, in order to assist therapists in understanding the intricate components involved in the marginalization of atheist people by those people who are otherwise spiritual or religious. This is important work right here. <laughs> they say that some of the microaggressions that are directed against atheists include when others have included a blessing or prayer oh, in a public social gathering. Oh, come off it. It's a microaggression on an atheist. Take today. When others have acted surprised that somebody doesn't believe in God. That's a microaggression. Huh? <gasps> you don't believe in God? Yeah, that's a microaggression. Okay. Um, others have teased me because of my non-religious identity, or <clears throat> others have assumed that I'm religious. How dare you? How did, dare you make did, that assumption? Did I just hear the sentence start with, others have teased me? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you did. You did. Wait, a culture of pansies. Mm-hmm. Sissies and pansies yep. is what we are. In their findings, Chang, Pagano, and Sharif conclude that the scale is an important tool for for mental health professionals and atheists alike in order to be more open about the prejudice that atheists might experience as a result of their lack of faith. Um, Having this microaggression scale can empower non-religious individuals to talk about their experiences with prejudice, better understand the types of prejudice that their non-religious clients experience, Mm -hmm. And the subtle experience of bias that they have to deal with and how harmful that is. Oh my gosh, it's so harmful. Uh, While research on microaggressions is still emerging, early evidence suggests that microaggressions can negatively impact mental health. Because of this potential for harm, people are taking this seriously. The theory behind how microaggressions cause harm is... Death by a thousand cuts. Okay. Yeah. And what's the scale again? It's the Manris scale? Yeah. M-A-N-R-I-S. Well, a couple issues here. Uh, Number one, um, Mm -hmm. they dare use the word man. Wow. That's a microaggression right there. Right? So I'm sorry, atheist, but... Uh, How do you know how people identify? You don't know. I mean, and plus don't be giving credence to men in your little... (laughs) So bad. This, this has been. Chang said, though, one of the one of the researchers. It's not about any one comment, remark, or behavior. It's about a feeling of judgment and or inclu- exclusion that accrues from a pattern of microaggressions. There are constant cues that, in aggregate, make people feel excluded or mm-hmm. othered. I'm sorry. Wait, that's a- <laughs> they've been othered. You don't want to other anybody. Nope. That's Mm-mm. that's too painful for someone. That I can't handle. Have being you just othered. made me feel othered? Othered. How dare you? How dare you? Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three.
you know, you just never know when something could go wrong in the middle of the night, in your house, in the dark, and uh, you aren't prepared for it. You'd hate to have that situation develop. Now, hopefully nothing will ever happen in the middle of the night, in the dark, in your house. But you want to be prepared in case something does. That's where iTarget Pro comes in. This allows you to train with your firearm in your home. And all you need is your smartphone and their app. And it, they, they, uh, there's a laser that you put in your bullet and in, in your gun instead of the bullet. This is the greatest app on my phone by far. So great. And so that detects where your shots are landing on the target. And so you're able to practice inside your house. You don't have to buy ammo. You don't have to go to the range. You can do this all the time. It's so convenient and so easy. You can get proficient with your gun in your home where, heaven forbid, you might have to use it sometime. And right now, you can save 10% when you use the offer code PAT to purchase the iTarget Pro system. It's the letter I, then TargetPro.com. iTargetPro.com. Go there now. You are listening to Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network. story about uh china installing a radio station in mexico and then aiming it at southern california to try to uh to try to influence southern californians with chinese propaganda well that's cute they're specifically targeting targeting asian americans or asians who live here chinese who live here and uh trying to fill them with uh, chinese propaganda A Federal Communications Commission filing on the sale of radio station XEWW, AM690, near Tijuana, reveals the buyer has ties to Phoenix Satellite Television US, which is a subsidiary of Hong Kong's pro-Beijing Phoenix TV. So they bought this, and then they're going to try to boost the signal uh, to 77,500-watt station capable of reaching all of Southern California. The sale, if approved by the FCC, will turn the AM radio station from a Spanish broadcaster into a Chinese language outlet capable of reaching over 600,000 Chinese Americans living in uh, Southern California from San Diego to Los Angeles. Mm. Uh, Marco Rubio talked about his concerns of the sale, wants the FCC to investigate. I hope they do. The FCC must protect American security and economic interests and deny any attempt by the Chinese government to broadcast Communist Party propaganda and other programming into the United States. Rubio added that he will soon introduce legislation requiring all media outlets owned, directed, or otherwise controlled by the Chinese government or the Chinese Communist Party to register as foreign agents. It's amazing this is going on still. This is kind of like Cold War stuff that you would you would expect in the during the Cold War years. Yeah, and and it's funny though that they think that people in America still listen to the radio because uh, like right now we are on the Blaze app that right. you can listen to, right? Uh, or, or even maybe the iHeart app. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, 
No, good luck, China. Uh, I mean, that's good. That's good. Keep keep buying radio stations in Mexico to uh, extend your propaganda to America. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, you know, will it be effective? I, I don't know. Uh, look at how many Democrats now prefer socialism. We just have this new Gallup poll that comes as self-proclaimed Democratic socialist politicians are all the rage in the Democrat Party. The poll could add to a growing debate about the trajectory of the Democrat Party, which has seen increased energy around socialist movements, you know, like Bernie Sanders and Alexandria Cortez. Um, I mean, you had a guy who who was fairly close to getting the Democrat Party nomination. Well, probably should have. If the math probably was should have. Fair, if you will. If they didn't do that super delicate thing, mm-hmm. he might be. In... Uh, In 2010, the first time Gallup asked respondents about their views on capitalism and socialism, 53% of Democrats had a positive view of capitalism, and 53% also had a positive view of socialism. So it was tied. (laughs) The Democrats. I mean, it's unbelievable. In 2018, eight years later, 47% of Democrats have a positive view of capitalism, while the number of those who have a positive view of socialism has gone from 53 to 57%. Hmm. The first time socialism has eclipsed capitalism in any poll in the United States of America. Other than, you know, some small segment of society like 18 to 34 year olds or whatever. So the numbers show that the shifting Democrat view of economics... Could have as much to do with uh, a hatred for capitalism as it does excitement about socialism. But that's amazing. 57% view socialism positively. 47% of Democrats view capitalism positively. Uh, If that's not a problem for Democrats, uh, it really should be. How can this be in the United States of America? What was the uh, what was the number of Republicans that supported they didn't, capitalism? Uh, they didn't. They didn't. Uh, I don't think they did. I don't think they pulled Republicans at all. Okay. I don't see it in this survey anyway. Um, it's going to be a small percentage, a much much smaller than fifty seven percent. That's no. For I, sure. I, I'm wondering uh, capitalism. Yeah. The conservatives still support that. Uh, I think so. In yeah. mass, yes, uh, like they should more than support socialism for sure. Okay, well, yeah, but still, <clears throat> I'm, I'm. But it's probably still too I'm high concerned. with Republicans. Exactly. My point. Yep, it's probably still too high. Mm-hmm. But you know, we've got Bernie Sanders. The kids are all excited about him. You got Alexandria Ocasio Cortez. They're all excited about her, even though they're endorsed. Uh, candidates aren't winning, people are still thinking, well, yeah, okay, but that's really the way to go now. Uh, that's that's really, to, that's really the way to go. Because, you know what? That takes care of everybody. Yeah, socialism makes sure that nobody's left out. Oh, does it? Okay. All righty. <laughs> Just... The problem is, they haven't seen... They haven't seen the results of actual socialism uh, for a long time because we've 
mostly defeated socialism and communism long ago. And now there are societies that use some form or hybrid of the two. And it looks like it's working okay for them. You know, in Sweden and Norway and Finland and all that. And that's that's the go-to. Those are the go-to countries for Democrats. Well, that's not actual socialism. That's not the real thing. And besides, their quality of life is not the same as what we experience here in the United States of America because their taxes are so high. They can't afford it. They can't afford the quality of life that we have here. They don't have the individual rights that we have here. And so kids who grow up and hear all of this don't understand that there's, there's repression and there's poverty and everybody doesn't do really well. Everybody does much less well under that system but they do a good job of you know indoctrinating them that that's not the case that oh in the richest country in the world we could afford all this and it doesn't cost as much as what we're doing now i mean those are the claims of cortez and they're all lies and they've been they've even been debunked by the likes of the washington post Common sense is dead, so trying to have an actual um, argument uh, on the battlefield of ideas is pointless it's hard. anymore. Yeah. It's just, I mean. Yeah, it's really hard. Sorry. Yep. And and how do you get to the kids? Because, you know, they're being indoctrinated in the, in the schools, which are just little uh, progressive incubators. That's all they are right now, for the most part. But hey, let's... Um, Let's rip on a guy for not making a cake. Yeah. That's what we can debate. Yeah, let's do that. Let's do that one. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Oh, and uh, and then they listen to ch- people like Chelsea uh, Clinton, who says abortion ha- is what has saved the economy. Oh, look at this. Chelsea Clinton says during a Rise Up for Roe event <laughs> that you can't ignore the fact that working women added trillions of dollars to the economy in the seventies. Okay. At the same time, Roe v. Wade was passed. Look at this. It is not. A disconnected fact to Justice T-shirt of 1973 that American women entering the labor force from 1970 to 2009 added $3.5 trillion to our economy, right? Like the net new entrance of women. That is not disconnected from the fact that Roe became the law of the land in January of 1973. Hmm. So Hmm. I think whatever it is that people say they mm -hmm. care about, I think you can connect to this issue. Really? Okay, so you're saying that killing babies helped the economy? Wait, women? In what way? So so they killed their baby and then they could go to work. Is that is that what we're supposed to believe? Or how about we should have more women being born, girls being born, so we have And then you'd have a lot more women in the workplace. Oh, they don't make any sense. And they're not they're not challenged. They're not asked to explain that madness. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. More Pat Grandleash coming up. Pat Gray, the Blaze Radio Network. is here. 
On the Blaze Radio Network. And glad you're here with us. 888-900-3393. Uh, Bernie Sanders said something pretty interesting this morning. <clears throat> speaking of uh, these socialists. Speaking of these guys who are just so energetic and such great speakers and uh, really setting the millennials on fire. No wonder this guy has captured the imagination of young people all throughout the country. <laughs> I don't get it. I really don't get it. He's not a good speaker. He's not a good looker. He's not smooth. He's not exciting. He's super old. Free stuff. What is it? Free stuff. It's free stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, here's what he said on CBS This Morning. That is a disastrous system. Of course we need to move to Medicare for all. Should, at a time where in a competitive global economy, we make public colleges and universities tuition free? The answer is yes. Look at the issues out there. But I will also say this, John. I think that there is growing resentment, not only among young people, who in many cases are going to have a lower standard of living than their parents. I think that there is an understanding or something fundamentally immoral and wrong about a nation in which we have three people who own more wealth than the bottom half of the American people. That does not make sense. And of course there's... Okay, so there's something fundamentally immoral and wrong about the United States of America as it's currently constituted. Huh, that's interesting. Oh, boy. That's interesting. Is there a number, Ivan, that people can call? Yep. It's (laughs) H-E-L-P on your phone. Oh, man. I mean, that's what you're going to get from this old crotchety socialist, though. That America is fundamentally immoral and wrong. Where, what, three people own more wealth Which than... We have three people, three people who own more wealth than the bottom half of the American people. Okay, that's bullcrap. Shut up. Good gosh. Even if it's true, how does that hurt the bottom half of the, of the country? Seriously. If three people have more wealth then the bottom 40% of the country, does that mean that they can't get to the top? No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't because they haven't hoarded wealth. There's still more out there. And that's that's how capitalism works. Go out and make something for yourself. You're not taking it from them anyway. And they're not giving it to you except in the fact that they provide jobs for people. When Microsoft went public, it created, was it 11,000 millionaires? Wow. That's, okay, Bill Gates at the time, richest person on earth. Did it hurt? Training for this that, big role. Did it actually hurt people that he was that wealthy? No, it helped them because it created wealth for other people. I, this just doesn't make any sense to have this mentality. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Something else that makes absolutely no sense is what just happened in New Mexico. We were talking to you last week, late last week, about the uh, jihadist, the extremist Islamist, who is teaching children how to kill other kids in schools. He was arrested. Uh, the The children were living in squalor. They were malnourished. They were starving to death, and uh, they arrested the adults and brought them in. Now, initially, the uh, prosecutors were looking for a $30 million bond because it was such a, a serious offense. Yeah, what, Their three-year-old had, had kill, been killed. Um, 
the judge let them out on a signature bond. Not $30 million, not $3 million, not 300000 Let them out on a signature bond. And they don't have to pay anything as long as they just show up again for trial. If they don't, it would cost them $20,000. So that is absolutely outrageous. And at the same time, a federal judge has ordered the continued detention of an Oregon man who was recorded last month taunting a bison at Yellowstone National Park. Okay, so he's still in jail. Fortunately, we got that yeah, yeah, yeah. dangerous freaking criminal. He's a menace. Locked away, that menace to society that could kill us all. Fortunately, he is locked away safely. Mm-hmm. Judge Mark Carmen yesterday ruled that uh, Raymond Reinke, 55, would be locked up until an August 23rd bench trial in at the Yellowstone Justice Center in Wyoming. <laughs> Reinke has entered a plea of not guilty. Do we have video? Oh, it's it's precious. Mm-hmm. Um, now let's I see, let's see this. I this hope this doesn't scare you to the point taunter. where you can't even function the rest of the day. Let's but see. here's what this man was doing. Keep it. Uh, there he is, standing there he in the is. road. See? Gotta wait for the bison to get out of the road. But this, this, this drunk guy is gonna take matters into his own hands. Okay. Yep. Come Here he comes. There we go. You can't let the bison around. Look at this guy. Drunk. Oh no 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 no. Out of his mind. Oh no oh no oh no. Oh boy. See? He's running around, oh, look yelling at, at him. Oh, 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 oh no. And the bison's not taking any crap. So thankfully, this guy's off the streets. Like, literally off the streets. He, he's taunting, the, taunting bison the bison right now. And he's going nowhere before his court date, August 23rd. That's but the fun. New Mexico guy training kids to yeah, shoot to up kill schools other school. where a yeah. dead three-year-old was found. Yeah, they're out. We'll, we'll see you when your court date comes around. <laughs> on the docket. The streets. I, I mean, what do you even say to this? It's just so crazy. Why is the guy even in jail? I don't understand it in the first place. Taunting a bison? Nothing makes sense. Is that actually a thing? I'm sorry, you've just broken our taunting a bison rule. Wait, you you have a taunting a bison rule? Yeah, it's called... Well, yeah, you can't mock a bison. Yeah, no... Well, it, well, I, yeah, T-A-B-R, T-A-B-R, taunting a bison rule. Violated. Uh, uh-huh. Well, okay, well, I mean, I, I yelled at it and I ran around it. That's all I did. Well, you growled at it, sir. You growled at the bison. I mean, bison. it's on camera. We heard you growling in the face of the bison. <laughs> so we're going to have to lock you up, throw away the key, and when your court date comes up, we'll see Are you. Are you sure? I mean, did I really do anything that was yeah. super dangerous there? I mean, it was dangerous to me because the bison could have killed me, but I really didn't hurt anybody else. Yeah. So You had one too many natty lights. Is the day. bison, did, did, was it microaggression against the bison? Is that what we're... No, that was full frontal Full aggression. frontal aggression. In front of really? children. Children saw you make buffalo horns. <clears throat> oh, and that's like, okay, so that's oh, almost like cultural appropriation yes. of a bison. Dude appropriated the bison's culture. And so, <laughs> for that, I've given up, man. I'm done. I, I know. It's just so bad. So he's, so, so to be clear, bad. he is spending a month mm-hmm. in jail. In jail. Waiting for his court date. Right. Can't get out. Dude running. He's going to be there the whole time. Mm-hmm. They're not going to let him out until his trial on the 23rd of August. He's. Probably, but the yeah. freaking guy yeah. who is teaching 15-year-olds 
and four, five, six-year-olds mm-hmm. to shoot children in a school. Mm-hmm. A three-year-old's body was found um, on and, the property. Yes, and mm-hmm. they killed their three-year-old son in some sort of strange exorcism or, or whatever. He died or something. We don't know, but he's dead. And, uh, he's uh, gone. Mm-hmm. And but they're out on the street, and their lawyers um, think that's fine. The lawyers for the Islamists uh, said this yesterday. The NRA right now is telling us that guns are a good thing and that we should be training our teenagers to go ahead and use them. Um, But now that we have someone who's actually doing that and they're not white and they're not Christian, we think that there's some nefarious plan. We live in a country of religious freedom. And if these people were white and Christian, nobody would bat an eye at the idea of faith healing. (laughs) I'm done, man. So we're we're calling the uh, extremist Islamist a faith healer now and and if he was christian we'd all be fine with what was going on and everybody knows that's not true you can't starve children you you can't malnourish children and you can't kill your children and then nobody bats an eye i mean nothing could the whole premise that they're setting up here is false at least the buffalo taunter will probably be forced to stay in prison while the entire time wearing that hideous blue shirt that he had on and those little (laughs) biker shorts of his so I mean, and that's I mean, get his comeuppance for that. That's almost that's that's almost punishment enough. Yep. And yet we're going to punish him some more because he's going to be in in jail until the twenty third of August when his when his trial. Happens. I can't take it. I, I don't know what's happened. It's it's not America anymore. It's twenty eighteen. That's what's happened. Triple triple eight uh, nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Uh, we've got more Pat Gray Unleashed coming up in a second. Um, we are joined right now yeah. uh, by Diane Spiker. Is yes. that is that how you pronounce your name? Yes. Hi, Diane. Well, you, hi. Hi, guys. You're from Pittsburgh? Outside of Pittsburgh, yes. Okay. And uh, tell us your journey with uh, RidUZone. Well, it started with you guys. Well, everybody from Doc is when I first heard it advertised. Okay. And mm-hmm. then I heard Sarah say how it keeps her managing the weight loss yeah. that she lost and so right. she I, lost know. i mean surprisingly enough she lost like a hundred pounds right you and never I know that to her. look at her now i'd never know that no yeah, <laughs> yeah. so i tried it because there's a there's a certain trust level with you guys well we you know thank we you. hear the stuff that you have on your show and we trust you guys so i said well, okay i'll you. try it i've tried other things i've tried many products nothing has worked like riduzone it really does do what it says it does oh that's so, awesome look at that riduzone bottle so nice. how much how much um, weight did you lose? Is I it lost, okay to say? Yeah, no, I didn't. Lo- I lost between ten and fifteen pounds. Okay. I haven't stepped on the scale recently. So you but, didn't have like Sarah weight to lose? No, you I just did not. wanted to trim down a little bit. No, but I was getting older. I, mm-hmm. Each year, mm-hmm. I'm going to be fifty three in a couple weeks. So each year, you know, a little more weight comes on and is in the belly and the arms, and you're like, "Where is this coming from?" <laughs> and I, I tried. I, I've always exercised, and I've tried. You know. Try to be active and try to eat right, but it's still gaining. I'm, well, ha, I will stop, you know. Yeah. So I tried Ridgezone, and it really nice. did work. It does. Awesome. It, it does stop your, you know, curbs your appetite. It speeds up your metabolism, just like it says. I, right. I've tried many products, and it really does work. That's cool. That's I've great. Tried those prepackaged meals where you get, you know, this is your dinner, and you get to eat Everybody's that. Everybody's tried yeah. that. Yes. Starve yeah. yourself to death. Yes. Yeah. You're starving. Mm-hmm. Well, and then when you stop eating the prepackaged meal, you gain well, it right back. You gain it right back. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And then again, that's where Riduzone helps so much because you're not you're not gorging yourself on food all the time because right. it helps you to control that appetite a little bit. Yeah, I work in yeah. an office, sedentary job, and in our kitchen, we have to get to our printer and our copier through the kitchen. 
and there's mm. stuff on the counters all the time, M&Ms and cookies, <laughs> donuts, and I, uh-huh. I walk right by now. Nice. Oh, I do. I used great. to go 3 o'clock, 4 o'clock, I'd have to get something to eat because I need a little snack because mm-hmm. I'm starting to get a little sleepy. That does not happen now. That's, That's awesome. awesome. So, yeah, it works. Well, thanks yeah. for sharing. No, Appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Thanks. Uh, if you'd like to share a Diane's story, try Riduzone. You know, especially if you're getting to middle age and it, it just gets harder uh, the older you get. It's Riduzone.com, R-I-D-U-Z-O-N-E. Enter the promo code PAT. And they'll get you. They'll give you thirty percent off your three month supply. Riduzone.com promo code pad for thirty percent off a three month supply. R i d u z o n e. Riduzone.com. Pat Gray, unleashed the Blaze Radio Network. Returns Hi. on the Blaze Radio Network. Uh, welcome to it. Triple Eight Nine Hundred Thirty Three Ninety Three. Uh, Pat Gray unleashed. Commentator uh, Michael Knowles yesterday made a kind of a fun point. Um, he said we must be so rich right now because of the Trump economy <laughs> that money is literally burning a hole in people's pockets. In fact, they're so rich that they're going to give it to Peter Strzok. (laughs) It's unfathomable. He puts up his GoFundMe campaign, and uh, the limit was initially set at $150,000. Yep. That's that's what he wanted. He wanted $150,000. He keeps increasing. All of a sudden, it it was almost Mm $300,000. And he's like, okay, that's my goal now, $300,000. Well, now he got to three three hundred thousand. Mm-hmm. Now it's at three hundred and ninety-eight thousand twelve dollars. And his new goal is half a million dollars. His new goal is five hundred thousand bucks. Meanwhile, let's check. Uh, how, Are you kidding me? How's Glenn Beck doing? Okay, Glenn. Glenn's GoFundMe campaign, and it's a modest goal of ten of uh, one billion dollars. That's all. We he just wants that's one all point wants. zero billion dollars. One, one, not twelve. One billion dollars. Uh, and you know what he's rent raised? Ten thousand eight hundred and eighty-seven measly bucks. It's it's criminal. It's criminal. I weep. I weep for Glenn because he wants to go to the mall. Um, he wants to spend it on other things. Now, some people think, well, no, he's going to actually donate that money. Uh, yeah, maybe. to help you know Christian families. Sure, maybe. But look, I mean, this ten thousand bucks. What is that? that? That's a that's a day at the food court for Jeffy. Right. So let's um, right. let's contribute, folks. Um, in fact, you Give know until this, it hurts. You know you're going to be tweeting this out again here momentarily. Of course I do. Of course <clears> I know that. At so. Pat Unleashed. At Pat Unleashed on Twitter. It's a funny point, though, that the, the Trump economy is so good <laughs> that leftists have money to spare and give it to this freaking guy who's making a ton of money at the FBI. He's doing fine. He's probably got a lifelong pension, mm-hmm. and now he's got an extra three hundred ninety-eight thousand dollars, and counting, and counting. That's uh, he's raised th- almost four hundred thousand dollars in what two days? Two days. <laughs> we are in the wrong I just, business. I man. can't believe it. What kind of the situation we're in right now is really staggering. 
Well, at least we have uh, good leaders either in office or on the horizon that are going to uh, make sense of it all for us. Oh, do we? Yeah, like, you know. They, Everybody like such as? You know, like uh, this Cortez, Astasio Cortez. Yes, I okay, mean, right. she's going to save us. Yeah, I yeah, mean, yeah. Mm-hmm. and, you know, we have people like Kamala Harris who, you know, are sure. just taking care of business up in D.C. <laughs> right? Doesn't she do a lot up there? Oh, yeah. Um, she told the Call Your Girlfriend podcast. Oh, that, uh, well, she she described her biggest win. She was asked, what's your biggest win? Yeah, because she's up there, yeah. Name us one. And oh. You've been there now a year and a half. I mean, you're fairly new to the Senate, but you have been there for 18 months. So okay. tell us what your biggest win is. We're wondering maybe if you can talk about what, at this point, you consider your, like, your biggest win or the thing mm-hmm. that when you're like, wow, when I look back at those 18 months, this is the thing that right. like, I want top of the resume. No, this should be easy. The, the, I'll tell you. Um, tell us, yes. One of the things that I think one for me is most think. important is, is the role that I serve on the various committees that I'm on. Um, which are Okay, wait. Your biggest win, biggest win is your role on a committee? Committees. Committees. Can you tell us what committee work you've done that you find so rewarding that was a huge thing for you? Or oversight committees. Like, oversight. Let's be clear; those let's committees clear. exist to, mm-hmm. to 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 do oversight watch and question watch. Um, what is going on with our government, with the United States government. So okay. I'm on Senate Intelligence. Mm-hmm. I'm on Homeland Security. I'm on Judiciary. Uh-huh. And, and what have you the accomplishment then for me is, is a function of what I think my role should be. And often, especially in the last 18 months, it has be. been to try and get at the truth. Oh. And so the accomplishment <clears throat> is... And the, the goal is to always the, and the goal. make sure that always we are sure. being and the system is being as transparent as possible and that, you know, frankly, that the uh-huh. American public has the answers and that we're being told the truth. And when that happens, I feel a sense of accomplishment. And Wait, when it doesn't happen, I what? feel a sense of frustration. <laughs> uh, I don't understand, uh, Senator Harris, what the hell you just said. Your biggest win yeah. What you're telling me is what you're telling your me. biggest win is, is that you sit on some committees. Well, yeah, not only that, right, right. There's more to that, and that you feel a sense of accomplishment because you're on these committees, and and that they watch out for government, but you can't name anything that you've really stopped government from doing wow. to us. You are blinded by your huh. evil conservatism. Really, the woman just said she feels a sense of accomplishment. When the truth comes out when for the, the American people. Like everything like such as? Yes. Like when the committees like have their come out with stuff. Like, hey, yeah. this, is, okay. this is coming out and it's All right. Truth. Well, I, I apologize then. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then she's frustrated when that doesn't happen. Yeah. And then it's like, ooh, thumb down. It's oh. <laughs> horrible. <laughs> Man. Uh, if we were to boil down what people say when they're BSing their way through a question that they have no idea how to answer because she's she's accomplished nothing. Yeah. That's the answer she just gave us. I have accomplished, I've been in office for 18 months, and I have accomplished mm-hmm. nothing. Yeah. Zero. Um, if we could just boil that down and say it to her, uh, that'd be great. Yeah, so how long was that be clip? Great. How long was that clip right there? Um, it was a minute ten. Minute ten. So uh, we'll just say there was ten seconds of question. Yeah. Uh-huh. So so to boil down her answer is, I didn't accomplish anything. Anything. But I'm going to spend the next sixty. But seconds I'm going to babble for sixty just seconds, filibustering, hoping that it, it soothes you and and yeah, 
you know, placate you and get you on your way. Because I didn't think you were going to ask me for an actual accomplishment. That's bizarre. I'm on the Call Your Girlfriend podcast <laughs> where I already looked up and they discuss anything from like books to take to the beach to menstruation and all sorts of stuff. So oh. I didn't expect a question like this. I thought like we were a gonna... real question. I thought we were going to talk menstruation today. You know, like what those five days during the month that are bloated feel like. Oh, I thought that's what we were going to talk about, you know. Or walking on the beach with your mom talking about freshness. Something like that. I thought that's what we were going to discuss. And you actually want me to tell you what I've done? <laughs> you want accomplishments? In the Senate? I No. I mean, who do you think I am? A senator? <laughs> what am I, Ted Cruz? <gasps> what am I, Mike Lee? No, I'm not really fighting for things. I'm just, I'm just getting by, collecting one hundred and seventy nine thousand dollars a year. That's all I'm doing. Yep. Okay, get yep. off me. Get off me. Yep. <laughs> Don't ask me questions that you would ask a senator, because it's not like uh, I'm a senator. So she replaced Barbara Boxer, and um, she might be even worse than Barbara Boxer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, which is amazing. I mean, I never thought I'd say that, but uh, that's... No, Sim Feinstein. She replaced Feinstein, right? Because Boxer's still there, right? I think it's the other way around. Feinstein's still there, but Boxer's gone. Oh, my bad. I think. Well, whatever. A Boxer dog came up because that's all I typed in on Google because I'm in a hurry. (laughs) (laughs) I do want to see this uh, Daily Beast White House reporter, though. Oh, you're right, by the way. Asawin Subasang? says on the Bill Press show that after speaking to dozens of people during the campaign, nobody knew anything about this mythical N-word tape that Donald Trump is supposedly engaged in. Uh-huh. Let's take a let's, let's see that. Back during the campaign and up uh, through the presidential transition in uh, late 2016, I actually looked into this because it's been a long-standing rumor <laughs> since yeah. the days of the campaign right. that there is a Donald Trump N-word tape dating back to his days at The Apprentice. Okay. Um, I talked to uh, dozens upon dozens of people at The Apprentice for a series of stories or who used to work at The Apprentice. Right. Some still do, Great. some don't anymore. Okay. Uh, to sort of get Donald Trump-related stories as the campaign was wrapping up. Uh, we published a lot of them, some of which look, made Donald Trump look pretty nasty. I couldn't find a single person who knew what the hell people were talking about when it came to this, to this, mythical, tape. this mythical N-word tape. Ta-da! Okay, so you got a, a liberal looking for dirt, searching with dozens and dozens of people who are working at the place where he supposedly said this. Not one of them knew anything about Donald Trump saying the N-word. Oh, that thing would have come out in 2016. Oh, my gosh. Come on. You know Bill Press was, he was just stupefied by that. He wanted to hear the exact opposite. You know he did. And that's what he was expecting. Mm-hmm. Instead, this guy tells the truth. How about that? Wow. Yeah, you're not going to hear the you're not going to hear the N word. If if you if somebody had heard it, you think they wouldn't have used it against him by now? Pat Gray unleashed on the Blaze Radio Network.